and we're live. Dave, just before we started recording there, you kind of jokingly said you better mind your language. And you said, oh, we'll definitely end up talking about language in relation to, you know, what was okay in our time and us bringing up young kids and all the rest of it. Has uh, your little girl, what is she, three now? Four now. Four, fuck. Sorry. Uh, anyway, she be shot. Uh, has she sworn yet? Or does she swear much? <laughs> <laughs> when does she not swear? Uh, yeah. I don't know where she gets it from. It's definitely from my mother. Um, because my language is so PC. Um, yeah, yeah. No, Ellie May likes to throw out an F word so every so often. But she knows it's not right. But we can't, I suppose, for us, it's uh, it's not the same way of discipline as we were when we were younger. I, I, reckon, I reckon I've got big ears because when I was younger, if the F-bomb came out, I reckon I got a crack right around the the chop so I did, and it's it's extended my my uh, cartilage in my ear, I'd say. But yeah, <laughs> but it was okay to hit kids. So. <laughs> it's funny though because it's an interesting topic, uh, hitting kids basically. And I, you know, just for just to fucking clarify for anybody who's listening, we're not talking about beating our children, but. I'm sure Ellie May has got a slap in the arse, has she? Or has she? I think I think the, the, it's more a tap on the hand. I think yeah, it's still for us. It's it's yeah. You, where are we in terms of uh, where it's gone from when we were young? No, come here. It's not this the sense where corporal punishment is uh, is now is now live as we go. But you definitely look at um, parents. Ah, come here. It, you can say it didn't do us any harm. Where, where are we going with this chat? <laughs> We've just gone on to corporate punishment. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, no, Camille, we were disciplined differently when we were younger. A stern word, is that what they call it now? A stern word, and if it doesn't go any further, a little tap in the hand. You don't, you're not doing right. Yeah, 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 yeah. How have you found parenthood generally yeah I, come here this is this is exactly what i was going to say this is going this chat parenthood where are we what have we got in common me and you fran parenthood yeah <laughs> and, and you're double compared to me in terms of two over one yeah um, two's a zoo yeah you me are now friends now that have kids and uh, and kids recently um and where they are now compared to where they were as a single uh couple uh compared to now plus one or plus two or plus three plus four with some friends um yeah, what a change! What a change in life, um, but for for the good. Yeah, definitely. It's 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 definitely changed. I I would say it's it's changed me a hundred percent. And I, I would say most parents get changed a hundred percent. Are you a good dad? Are you a good mom? Who knows? You're good in the eyes of your, yourself, as they say there. What you call it? But you try your best. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree wholeheartedly that kids kind of change us. But what I'm kind of intrigued to know about you in particular is how it's changed you um, or can you be could, could you be more specific or is it more just a general feeling of, of being you go, changed I think you go from being selfish as an adult without being selfish as an adult to being selfish for your kids I think I think that's that's the big one you become from being the number one to the number three in my house um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah it's uh, yeah it's everything for your kids I think uh, and that's that might sound every parent says the same but you do i mean the one thing you find is is that you've hopefully got a bond with your 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 kids straight away and 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 that's where it goes but you just want the best for the kids and and, and that changes you i think and did you like did parenthood come natural to you like when Ellie Mae was born were you you know in the click of a finger changed from being a single person to feeling like a dad do you, do you know that kind of way? Oh. 
I don't know. Uh, I think I think you get experience from family and you get experience from that side of it again of seeing they're not your own but you can give them back but you, you get the experience of how to mind uh, a kid from 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 I suppose you had Fionn before we had Ellie May so yes. we'd seen Fionn growing up I'd Ruthie had Dylan and and uh, Lily. Um, so that's your sister. So you've two, and a niece and a nephew. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And D- Dylan, fourteen, and and Lily is Lily uh, is the other age. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if Rudy listens to this, I'm in trouble. I think I think I, I'm going to say Lily is eight, and I'm going to guess that's right. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's experience with kids, um, and then with Johnny, my my brother um, Eli. Um, and Ray, Ray is the same age as Ellie May. There's only a month between them, and and Eli, Eli is around the same age as, as Fionn, so six, yeah, six this March. So yeah, that's it's, that's where it is. You get experience from that side of it again. So, but yeah, you can still give them back. But when you've your own, at least you've seen how it's done. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah and yeah. the beauty of having like we're the same. I mean, we have nieces and nephews on both sides, so we have mates and relations of ours whose kids are kind of the same age as as my kids let's say and and and, and any mate your own kid yeah and it's there's something there's something to that there's a connectedness amongst parents of the same age group yeah. so kind of way, yeah. I, I see it with herself uh the wife especially she'd be friendly with a couple of the parents of kids oh sorry of fion's friends in his class mm. so kind of way yeah and the beauty of that is and the same with the relations is the kids are going to be going to discos at the same time. They're going to be experimenting with drugs at the same time. They're going to be, but but they are. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you're yeah. you, you kind of you're kind of inextricably linked to the parents of children that are that kind of the same. Kind oh of age yeah, group. no, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. And as they grow up, you see what you call it, what, <laughs> that you'd like to, I suppose, uh, think that they might do things differently to you. <laughs> Well, I don't think they'll do things differently to me. I was such a saint. Never did anything in my life. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, no, come here. I don't know how it is for, again, it's it's girls over boys and that side of it again. Um, what was what was I like growing up or what was, what's Ellie Mae going to like growing up? Like, uh, where, where where's their first drink? Where's their their first disco where's their first yeah it, it, life is going to be totally different because looking back on it now from from where i grew up i i don't think discos would have been a thing discos i'm calling them nightclubs discos would have been after 16 for me yeah so it, it's going to be totally different from where they are now kids discos and stuff like that so it's it's definitely something that probably will change going as she grows up um but yeah it's it's i suppose that's that's all part of it yeah and then boys Sorry, coming over to the house, like so. That's yeah, that's yeah, a no go. Yeah. That's a no go straight away. Because <laughs> myself and my brother, yeah, we got a gun, so we did. So anybody's <laughs> listening to this, we got a gun when we had daughters, and and yeah, we're ready to like use them. We're ready to use them. <laughs> We've trained up on it, and we can use them. Yeah, from from a hundred meters. Um, so if you come near the house, you're in big trouble. Um, but yeah, no, come here. That's just it's 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 part of growing up, isn't it? Oh no, without a doubt. I'm interested to know how similar you think you as a kid would have been to Ellie May now. Oh, not much difference in terms of where we are from what I recall and where she is now. Like definitely as where Ellie May is now, she she likes to talk, which probably is a similar thing to me. <laughs> uh from the, the the madness of what personality she has, very like what I was when I was younger. Um and 
she's only four, so you can see the similarities already. But from what she looks like, there's no Nolan in her at all. Like Pure <laughs> she looks like her mommy. <laughs> yeah, she is her mommy personified. Um, but yeah, no, come here. Yeah, and 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 you see the little traits that you had when you were younger as well as you grew up. So yeah, I'd say if I, if I was to go into the eyes of my mom and dad, they'd see a lot like me in her like so yeah and it's, I'm sure it's the same with you Fran what you call it from Fionn and yeah, well, Kiva's it, it, it isn't it isn't because with with Fionn and Kiva Fionn I think would be would gravitate more to being like herself and I think Kiva would gravitate more to being like me hmm. uh, now it's just it, it's not always as black and white in this but with my two kids like Fionn is just a straight up conservative like even at, like as a kid as a as a young kid I was kind of I was semi afraid that he might be autistic because or at least be on the spectrum because when he'd be playing with his toys he'd have all the lorries together mm. and the lorries would be all the red lorries would be beside the red lorries and everything was in lines and every, he he's very like that like he likes yeah. a place for everything and everything in its place mm. straight up conservative but uh, Kiva then on the other hand just sets fire to everything like she's just wild like and she'd be far more liberal like yeah and I, I'd be a lot more like that I think and herself would be a lot more conservative mm. so kind of personality wise Fiona is probably more similar to the wife and Kiva is more similar to myself but I have to remember that that's at the stage they are now because yeah. I've no reason to believe that that won't flip over the course of the next six months never mm. mind ten years like yeah. Do you know, like I know yeah yeah no definitely yeah it's uh yeah, they, they they learn as they go along, and what's part of what they learn in school as well, and what they bring home from school. So you've Fiona in school, so you can see that there's more things coming from that. Whereas Kiva and Ellie may haven't got there yet, and I know, yeah, in terms of a bomb left after them, yeah, that's definitely. You could say <laughs> if the two of them are like that, that's Summerfield as well, because the both of them have Summerfield in them as well. So it might be just us as well. What you call a Fran? So uh, yeah, ducks in a row, as we say. But um, yeah. Ellie Mae doesn't like red with red or blue with blue. She just likes to just put everything in a mess. <laughs> she loves that mess. Yeah, 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 yeah of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, come here. Whether it be what you call it, spectrum or not spectrum, I think kids have changed. I, I think kids are ahead of where we were when we were young. I think I, I think from what they learn now, I, I'm definitely a big believer to say, so if you're saying about Fionn being where he is in terms of having his, he likes to have things together or he likes to have things that are organised yeah very I, much so I, I, I think that's that's might be an intelligence thing as well I think so not being on a spectrum I think where, where, where we were it was organised chaos maybe when we were kids maybe some kids weren't like that but from where we grew up um, I I know the the side of where watching YouTube or watching television and that side again there's there's more out there from what we learned oh, well, no, that, uh, I, I, from look, a book I, I, but I, a book's I, are great as well I agree with you entirely the kids are completely different now than let's say they were back then but I'm just again like before I'm curious as to your version of that because mm. I, I kind of uh, I agree with you broadly but I'm just wondering what specific differences because granted we have you know um we all have fucking 40-inch plasma TVs and we all have uh, tablets and fucking little gadgets and all yeah, these different yeah. things and they're YouTube and they're affected 101 different ways differently. But how do you think that's going to be borne out? Like, what will be different about our kids when they're our age because of all that? I, I, the one thing I do worry about is communication. That's what I worry about. So what we're doing now in terms of communication, in terms of for kids and you see it's tough 13 year olds to 18 year olds now how did you react when you were 13 to 18 compared to the 13 or 18 year old now not to 
to to just broadly point a finger at the thirteen or eighteen year olds, but even from from working in the public um, and seeing what a sixteen year old reacts to you chatting to them to a sixteen year old when we were kids, um, yeah, would would the, the word spectrum have come in now when we were kids in terms of like I know from a fact from from dad being a remedial teacher back when he was uh, in St Oliver's. Uh, to teaching a group of of kids that I, I they weren't less intelligent, but were they bolder at that time? Which I always wondered about that. Like from seeing lads that grew up now and in good jobs and making money, and what what was the difference with now with kids? Not not saying that ADHD or anything on that line or or remedial dyslexic, um, it wasn't picked up the same way as it's picked up now. Oh no, it wasn't on the radar of people that like a kid with either autism or ADHD or Asperger's or any of these. Uh, I was going to say more modern problems, but they they were always there, mm. but we just were completely oblivious to them to a large degree. I don't think there was enough experience or enough know-how or knowledge on them. Um, yeah, it's 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 broadening out to a sense where a, a show that comes into my head now is is dating the autistic. Uh, basically from Silicon Valley from guys that are just computerised uh, man and woman dating that are, are autistic and how that works like so from a point of communication levels totally different from us having our conversation here like it's it's it, it actually looks totally different in terms of two people communicating and being logical about their communication in terms of where where what are they speaking about? It has to be logical, whereas we're just off the cuff, like. Yeah, yeah, of course. So yeah. And when you say work, you mentioned there that you work in the public, so you own and operate a club active gym, which is obviously closed now and has been for a while because of the pandemic. Yeah. Have you noticed it there? Because you'd have all walks of yeah, life yeah. coming in and out of the place. Yeah, there. so we operated from fifteen year olds to what do we have ninety five year olds, and yeah. Um, what 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 communication would we have had to to deal with from the I suppose the, the YouTube generation, which they call it now, to the, them knowing a lot more about fitness to yes. the generation where even where we are, uh, not an ignorance, but not having the knowledge that's out there, and um, a sixteen year old from where we were sixteen year old lifting weights or doing fitness, strength training, anything like that is a totally different animal from when we were 16. Well, now, don't I, get me wrong, there was people out there and um, who knew what they were talking about. Oh, yeah, but my recollection of that is like when I was growing up, weightlifting was, you know, bad for teenagers, basically. Mm. It was, that was something to be left for adults. It wasn't to be done. It was, um, you know, it, it hampered their development or this, this was the, the, the logical thought process at the time. But I remember hearing since then somebody describing weightlifting as... Like using resistance, like you don't to do weight, like, and you know this better than anyone. To do weight training, that doesn't mean that you're under a big bar and you're pumping iron. Like I mean, if you're if you've got a spoon in in your yeah. hand, it's a it's a it's weight training. Yeah, once you're you, once you're isolating the muscle on that side. So yeah, um, yeah. Where is it? Where it's changed dramatically um, to the sense that there's so many different ways to train so I suppose even going back to us training together like the funny thing we laughed about was the lady coming into the gym and saying I don't want to get too big yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get too big um, and and I've heard a lot 
of that said to me over the 10 years of, of working in the industry and even longer like so uh, how how has how has training changed um from when i worked back in 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 aura back in the day to to where i am now to there was no lifting of weights in, in aura to a sense of bodybuilding lads did it and a lot of i suppose the foreign guys that would have come to the gym would have of known how to train from their army background or maybe they're, they're they're different in development from 15 16 to 17 year olds that we would have had here and that's going back as as soon as 2000 as one and 2001 so it's, it's not that long ago like yeah, yeah. so how is it how is it changing 20 years uh i would say it's like a lifetime 20 years now yes the difference in it um yeah, it it definitely is from from the knowledge that's out there from I suppose the industry that 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 it is as well like um for people going into training now there's more out them more out there for them to learn. Um yes. more out, more out there for them to to understand as well. Is there so, is there too much I was chatting to uh Paul Joyley there on the podcast yesterday and we were talking about uh just information more generally not in relation to um working out or that but or fitness but just across everything the downside of having so much of it is that it can be a bit overwhelming and what i found with training over the years is you convince yourself that this is this is the way to do it yeah but then you watch a fucking youtube video and you're like oh fuck no there they think this is the way to do it and there just seems to be so much information it's hard to know what's the right information do you, do you find that at all or yeah, oh yeah definitely from from the from the guy coming in when we had opened up first uh, to the guy getting up onto the fitball uh, standing up at it and trying to squat with a weight over his back, seeing this on YouTube and thinking this was all right. Like this is a sixteen-year-old and coming off the football and 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 not doing damage himself because I think he was too embarrassed to actually say anything that he was <laughs> he injured himself. But this was the way training was that if they seen something monkey see monkey do mm. uh, on online and um, yeah to to the guy coming in with the the scrambled egg. Uh, for for after training, which what what why is he eating so many eggs? But he was right in the development. He had to get his protein in for after training, making up his own food. And it, the sixteen year old that is now again is now playing with um, top level Navin and, and maybe even at the Leinster Academy. So um, and would have known that, um, yeah, seven to eight years ago. So sixteen years of age coming in, and probably some people would have looked at it and gone. Why is he eating so much egg? Like, why is he putting that into his body? From from last night, actually having a, a nutritional chat with uh, Brendan Egan uh, with the, the football club with the Tones, um, to learning about that and what lads could take in in that nutritional chat. So yeah, um, information out there is overload for some kids and an overload for some adults as well. Like, definitely. Yeah. You you made me think of professional sports there because it kind of it's it started this new information it started with the advent of our our access to the internet and all and YouTube and people putting up all this information which is great but hop skip and jump fifteen twenty years later you see it in professional sports like so in one sense you can say what's the difference between a lad coming into the gym twenty years ago and a lad coming into the gym now but you can see the same difference in professional sports like like football Gaelic football. 20 years ago mm. was a far cry from what it is now I'd imagine in um, relation to speed and fitness and strength yeah. and, and all the rest well even go even go further back go oh, 40 years so okay. so the the team that was was great in Mead was 80, 80, 87 and further on um, is what I remember because growing up in the 80s late 80s 
um, and seeing your heroes to a, a case where it's now become elite without being elite during the week. I think it was the, the big call that the GA actually said that they're they're going to pull the elite stand, uh, status away. Um, but those guys train every way as hard as as a League of Ireland football or a, a professional with that. Sorry to cut across you, but so, the, the GAA, were, they were deemed, inter-county GAA were deemed elite sports people. At, 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 uh, at the last lockdown, they would have been allowed to train. Okay. Um, but it, it was it was pulled from from them during the week so that they're not allowed to train as a collective now. So they're training um, individually, obviously, at home themselves. But the elite stat- status means that they're not insured to, to train as a collective. Which okay. they might have been insured first, se- sorry, second lockdown. Yeah. And what do the GEA like? Is this been dictated to the GEA that you you're not a, yeah you're not considered elite, so you can't you're allowed train to as a, train train as a collective, and and it probably comes down to the insurance side of of group training um, outside of um, a tra- a training outside of of their own as individuals, like so getting ready for the intercounty season. So where we are at the moment. It was looking like that there was going to be intercounty league um, starting in the end of March, start of April. Okay, and that's been pulled now. So, and and you know what, the, the hardest thing for the intercounty side of it again, and from being involved with uh, Derek and the lads with the the meet under sixteens, uh, is that it's that generation that's going to hurt. I think the adult side of it again, if you can train individually, you're going to get yourself ready and. I think you understand the the bond team or the the actual the art of what a team is. But if you're yeah, if fifteen, you've been in ten years, yeah. If yeah. you're if you're fifteen now, and from talking to friends as well, and and from WhatsApp groups as well, you're you're definitely seeing a big issue with the fifteen year old to the eighteen year old um, that they're they're missing out. I mean, how hard is it for a fifteen to eighteen year old now not to see their friend apart from seeing them online? Like, yeah, of and and. Why are they not allowed to train as a collective when they're not counted as? And this is again, as we say, there you're not stating facts. But how how many fifteen year olds or how many fourteen year olds carry corona at the moment or carry the virus? Like, has that been proven? So so why are we stopping them? And and come here, we go even fa- further back. I know me and you, but we're definitely uh, of the same beliefs in 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 where are we with PE? Um. Where, where where are our kids now from I think you mentioned there a second ago was where has it changed 20 years ago where we could jump we could land we could throw like where, where are our kids I know it definitely was and, and this this is stating facts is, is 25% of the uh, the nation at, at primary school level are not able to do them things and that that jump, has been brought out roll your, jump whatever throw a ball throw a ball catch a ball Um. Yeah, just the simple basics of 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 any sport field game with it with it with a ball, um, or field field sport in terms of athletics. So our athletic development, even though we have all this information from YouTube, our six year old, or we'll say even what primary school now five year old would say, or yeah. four four five year old, going as far as twelve years of age, are they being neglected? No, teachers do train them, but why? Why is it not happening anymore? And and then you have to blame. And for me, is is being indoors. We had when we were younger. We had outdoors. Yes. So we climbed a tree. We fell out of a tree. Um, uh, we 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 ran. We cycled. 
we tripped, we fell, we we rolled, we we, we did all these things where, and and we go back then as far as as what we were talking about parents. What's the first thing we do when when the child falls? We run to pick them up. Yeah. No, if they've fallen, if they've fallen, and it's 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 on a soft floor, we still run and we try and pick them up. Where instead we should let them get up themselves and, and let them learn to to pick themselves back up. It's the primal way to move uh, is to is to fall forward and, and to to stand back up or to crawl more more than likely is. We shouldn't be really standing up till we're, we're after two and a half is what they're saying. That's that's again. Some some people would believe that that's that's the way movement is 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 hampered now when we get later life. That hips and knees are where they are because we've stood up too early. So us wanting Johnny or or or, or, or Susie to stand up when they're nine months of of age. Yeah, there was no strollers in the wild. No, no. <laughs> Many monkeys use the stroller. Yeah, that's what I'd like to know. Um, whereas now it's oh, geez, you know what? Johnny stood up at ten ten months. He's running now at at uh, twelve months. Whereas we went to a stage where we were sixteen months, and and Ellie May made an idiot of the both of us. Watch call up by making thirty steps up at a uh, a nurse in, in Kingscourt um, because oh, maybe our development is is not just where it should be. Uh, to the nurse going to us, I'm sorry, but she's she's really able to walk, <laughs> <laughs> and she's able to walk really well. She's just lazy, so. <laughs> Typical yeah. summer feel. Ah, oh, that's come here. That's definitely we're blaming Mammy for that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. So that that's why why are we now told that this is the way it should be? Oh, your child should be up by one years of age. Your child should be talking by sixteen months. Your child, yeah. Why? That's how I asked the question. Yeah, all these standards. Yeah, all, where, where one, are these one, fit, sta- one size yeah. fits all standards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've gone full circle there. Back to children again. So we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look. Yeah, they're an integral part of of all our lives. Like, yeah, like anyway, and they're the fucking future. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt, the most important thing. And it's funny, until you started mentioning, uh, you know, 15 and 16-year-olds not being able to play football, I'd never explicitly thought about them, to be honest, up until this moment. But my knee-jerk was kind of, fuck them, they'll be grand. But that's all well and good for me to say, because I'm who I am now, because I was able to do all of those things when I was 15, 16. Like, they're, they're your, what do they call them? They're your... your your develop your developmental years, you know. Yeah, you know, like, I know yeah, 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 yeah. So develop age, like. our developmental years. We talked about intelligence with kids earlier on. Would would I choose intelligence over being able to move differently? You can't say that that's a that's a way to choose it, but it, it, it's it's definitely in terms of for a standard of life and 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 common sense way of of moving. If 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 you can't do the fundamentals of movement. Um, and when you come to 16 years of age, um, you've looked at a camera telling you how to do it, but without doing it yourself, where, where are you? As as it, you'd hope that the both of them come into together, like you'd hope that they're both used together, so that you see the fundamentals being moved. But you don't learn unless you've fallen. I no, think is, 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 it's like what you're making me think of there is um, reading a book on how to swim. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Come like, here. Yeah. I I read the book on, on knowing how to swim. I yeah, know so how I'm, to swim. I'm Grant. Which is 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 another uh, definitely from from my background. The one thing that I did get into when it was fitness at the start was was swimming and and lifeguarding. And and to tell you the truth, it was it was. I suppose we were bred into it because Mam swam in the Curra, and Mam the first thing that we would have learnt, I suppose, with running, walking, was swimming, and and. I, I don't know the facts and I don't know where the percentages are, but how many adults can't swim in this country? But I know from teaching, and this is not 
saying going back to the fact side of it again but I know that it's way harder to teach an adult than it is a kid because the fear oh, factor anything yeah really, yeah yeah but uh, it's 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 definitely why is why is it not in in your DNA that you're able to swim um the country that we have we have the facilities there why are kids not before they walk why can't they swim and and that that would definitely for 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 a standard of life with kids as they grow up when you go to holidays where do we holiday we holiday in foreign countries where there's swimming pools like how many nervous wrecks are on holidays because their kids how how did how many people go on holidays and don't enjoy the holidays because for the first three days they can't do anything but watch their kids in the pool instead of being yeah. you know what kids can swim happy days we're going to watch them I'm not saying neglect them but we know that they're they're safe in the pool we know that they can generally have that treading water they can swim they can turn over on their back how many parents go the whole holiday because they don't leave the pool because they're watching their kids or they're in the pool trying to teach their kids how to swim yeah and that's no time to try and teach your kid how to swim when you're on fucking holidays you should be on you go on holidays to fucking get away from teaching your kids to do things without a doubt to enjoy the holiday yeah yeah and it's 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 something that I suppose they tried their best when we were in primary school. Uh, come here, and we go back to it again about the fourteen kids being bed into an escort going down the road, route Nolan driving as many kids. How many kids can we get into that car? Get them all in, and we're all going down to the old swimming pool. And and Betty Finnegan back in the day teaching kids how to swim, like down in in uh, in the, the old swimming pool down there in uh, where Park Talton is. Um, I don't know whether you remember that. Oh, I do. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. it well. So yeah, that's where we all learned how to swim. Um, Doing our badges, doing our is right, yeah, 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 and our badges tied onto Everton, even sewn onto our leg. Yeah, <laughs> stitch it onto his leg. <laughs> just stitch. Don't stitch it onto his uh, his trunks or his hat. Just stitch it onto his leg. He can swim twenty five meters. And yeah, come here. That's where it started. And I think that started for everybody that we know locally. And then all the lifeguards that we would have worked with would have majority would have would have been there at top level would have gone to Dublin, I suppose, to swim. And yeah, that was that was where it was. But definitely. Uh, as as growing up, what would you go back and change? Um, is is the standard of 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 people learning how to swim? Because it it is damn hard to teach adults, and and that's from experience going back to trying with the woman walking along with the float, and she's doing her best, and she's just afraid to slip, then to letting her head into the water and and letting her legs go up behind her. That is like jumping. Off, off a cliff or yeah. going up Everest for some people it's absolutely um, it's it's another world for them and it's it's so hard to watch that you're trying so hard to teach them uh, even the best of swim teachers I've seen getting frustrated on the side of a deck so. oh, I would well believe it Jesus like because yeah. I, I, I feel for people as well because I was lucky enough to have gotten swimming lessons and done the whole badge thing back in the day learned how to swim but what happened to me was 15 years went by and I didn't swim and then I got the idea into my head that I wanted to do a triathlon and get into the water and realise that I could stop myself from drowning for a certain period of time, but that's not quite swimming. No, 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 but I you could knew. Get from, I could get from one end of the pool to the other as fast as anybody else, but to say that I was fucking done, like I'd be gasping. Do you know that kind of way? Mm. And if, if somebody added on another 10 metres to the length of the pool, I would have drowned. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but that, that fundamental was... was so how many years was it when you did swimming lessons to go into to learn? So you knew that was that was ingrained in you that you knew how to tread water. 
Oh yeah. So that I I, had a, I I was taught how to swim, had a ten year gap, and then I had to go and get lessons to learn to swim properly again. And it was difficult for me to learn to swim, even though I had lessons when I was a fucking kid. So how hard would it be for somebody who never had lessons to try and impossible. learn how to swim? I would, I'd mean, say like, nearly yeah. impossible. Yeah. Again, go, go triathlon. How how did you learn to ride a bike? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't do a course in it <laughs> yeah. when I was twenty-two. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you learned to use a bike when you were three to four, and yes. you knew how to do it. Same as that's what swimming should have been like, and that's what I, that 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 that's hard to take with some people that don't take that seriously. You know what? He can speak seven languages, but he can't swim. Yes. Come here! Or don't get me wrong. Fantastic speaking seven languages, but how does he save his life when he falls in water? Yeah. Did French save him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's uh, yeah. No, come here. That's 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 not that's not what I mean. But it's yeah, it's 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 a lifesaver. It is a lifesaver. And and whether it be to take it up as a triathlon or whether it be just to go on holidays and teach your kids how to swim, yeah, it is a fundamental. It's definitely and it uh, come here. Yeah, what where where is this chat going in terms of why why have people why have every not teach their kids how to swim? But come here, there you have, you've fun in, in swimming lessons, in the oh, same yeah, place we, I taught. Yeah, well, we, we, we're, we're lucky because, I mean, um, the two of us are like-minded in the sense that we both see swimming not as something that you should be able to do, but as a, as a life skill. Mm. Like, do you know that kind of way? No, definitely. An absolute life yeah. skill. Like. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting, though, because... Like what will like the the kids that are growing up these days and like they're not getting the falls and they're not doing the tumbling and they're not jumping like what will the what how will that play out when they're in their forties fifties and sixties? How like, do they I, teach their kids? Well, there you go. Yeah. Oh, just fuck. look at YouTube. There's a video. Yeah. I yeah. that's what I, that that's the one worry for me. So you can say that going as far back as as grand grandparents, they didn't have television. They didn't have some of them didn't have any more than two channels parents didn't have any more than two channels now they've how many channels is there now on the television oh, literally unlimited like yeah so more, more than you'd ever get through on, on everything oh yeah on every subject that's out there from cartoon to, to porn yeah <laughs> to everything so the, there's, there's there's everything out there for, for adults or kids but there's not out there how to fall that you can teach you can teach somebody uh, to to watch a fall, but you can't yeah, until like, you've like learned you to fall yourself. Yeah, and and that goes back to even from the little bit of the 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 twenty minutes of jujitsu we did out in, in the hall, like to how 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 do people fundamentally move to um and and that's part of 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 that is is in in sporting terms to go back to it is the fundamentals of movement. How 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 a GA player has gone to full circle now? I wonder how many of the eighty seven team did running patterns, how to run. So, how do we run now? So A runs A. There's there's different ways of different methods of teaching people how to run, teaching upright. So now that's gone to full circle that we need to teach our um, GA players how to run properly. Yes, they know how to run from being younger, but now they know how to get the uh, the maximal. Out of, of running you see you're, you're pointing to something there that I reckon is going to be a huge big problem so we know now through years of studying it the best way to run so you grow up like we, we came up and we were out running through fields and just messing or whatever and now as adults being able to run we can be shown how to run properly mm. but my fear is kids growing up who don't run mm. are taught 
how to run, quote unquote, properly. Yeah. Do you, do you know that kind of way? So you're, you're, you're trying to teach a kid an advanced move without doing the basics. Yeah. You have to run badly before you're able to run properly. Like, who's the fastest person you grew up with? Like, I remember, if we go back as far as when we played in the Fela, uh, Dermot Smith, like, oh my God, like, the speed of him. Now, he wasn't the greatest of footballers. And and this might sound bitter that he kept me off a fail a team because he was faster than me. No, but, no, my, my but I, I'd like to get that off my chest now. We're, we're, we're in the middle of a chat now and I just haven't recovered after that fail at under 14s that Dermot Smith was brought on for me. I was a better footballer than him. I'd just like to, people to get that out there. If Dermot, if you're listening, you are fast. You are fast. But I was a better footballer than you. And let's be straight about it. Like We were 12, 13, 14 and you could get to that ball ahead of me, but I could kick it over the bar. Um so, so yeah, if, if this chat is going to go at, and I, I'm, I'm getting this off my chest now at 14 years of age. But no, come here. He was the fastest guy we, we knew. And, and, and Porrick Duffy, when we were, we were younger, doing athletics. But they were in Navin Club. So it, it, back in Navin in the day, there was a man called Spiganoff, and he was a, a Polish. Um, your, your friend Darren had, had known, would have done a lot of training with him down in Navin. Um, so he was beyond his days. So he would have done a lot of the training that's happening now. It's, it, it's, you don't break the wheel. Yes, it's got more modernised. But training was there um, from testing. How did people test? Like, we look at the documentary on Maradona. Maradona had uh, um, a personal trainer back in the in the 80s uh, with him, testing his runs on laps, um, threshold tests, knew when he was fastest, knew when to eat. So this was happening in the 80s. It, was it wasn't gra- it documented. Was groundbreaking though at the time. Oh, without a doubt. And it's still groundbreaking how they were able to do that back in the day without the technology we have now. So how many people wear a Fitbit? Yes, of course, yeah. How many people want to know? So knowledge is power and, and people now want to know and that's what's hard now as a trainer because now people know more than you and that's hard to take for some trainers. Yes. I would say that's really hard for some trainers to take because that's their field and if they're caught out by somebody that come in with more information. For me, that's a learning day. School day is every day. So if somebody tells me something that I know, I tell you now, the next time they come in, I want to know about that and I want to know more than them. Yes. But some trainers mightn't take that the same way. Yeah, it's funny. Like I have a, a huge interest in psychology and uh, let's say above and beyond most, most people say. And when I'm speaking to psychologists, I can't help but piss them off because they're not used to meeting people who are have gone down as a psychological rabbit hole like I have and mm. it it, it kind of it, you can see how it it irks them it upsets them that yeah. they're the they're the person with the degree they're the person that does this for a living and you're telling them things that they don't know but with personal training far more people have an interest in fitness let's say than have an interest in psychology and there's far more personal trainers than psychologists so you can see how it could be tough being a personal trainer because you know a hundred things about a hundred subjects but then you get this one guy who knows a thousand things about this one thing that he's focusing on mm. and all of a sudden it looks like who should be fucking teaching who here like you yeah know? They're, 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 it's it's a, it's a good terminology but it, it's a degree at the end of the day so somebody doing psychology they would have had to go down the line so you can't say that the personal trainer is as learned he might have life skills and that side of it again like a psychologist but where you are in your rabbit hole and, and is from reading and from that side of it again so somebody comes into me to, into the gym to learn about the body unless they've picked up a book in terms of uh, anatomy, physiology and the movement of it come here anybody can do that I'm not saying you have to be a rocket scientist and the psychology side of it where that's gone that 
that's that's a, I would love to know more about it. I would love to know more about the the sports psychology side S- of it. Psychologists would love to know more no, about it. Yeah, and and, and come here. I, I won't lie to you. From from doing the little bit of management side of it, um, I, I did a bit of training with uh, Killian O'Sullivan, um, who's so is this management for the gym or the club or for, both for or? for the GA. So I would have okay. done a little bit of management um, with Kilbride, and from looking back on it now. I would have brought a psychologist in because we felt at the time, and, and not, come here, it was just uh, not to, to broad scale it, but Kilbride is, is a really proud club with winning five, four or five senior championships, but they went through a barren spell and they were living off the, the, the past, but there was a new crop of players and we brought in a psychologist to see if that we could sort that. And working with Killian, it's just so broad scale, but so simple, simple things, simple triggers, for sporting side of it again and and I, I suppose the elite going back to the elite sport to the amateur I, I think what's changed about GA because I suppose I can talk about that because I've seen GA from, from where I am as a 12 or 10 year old going out to do the mini leagues with Simons then to, to where finishing in 2018 with the Tones from our crop of players when we won a senior championship to to the, the team that I'm, I'm, I'm with now um, doing training with them so it's it's not that there's any better a footballer. I think commitment level can be different. How how much commitment can you give now? So psychology, um, club level, at senior level, twenty years ago, is probably oh, this is disrespectful now, kind of a little bit. But what we were doing at junior level last year was like that level at twenty years ago, where senior is now senior is inter county twenty years ago. And Intercounty is now elite. It's now what as close to the Premier League, if you could say it, or the Championship, or any of the the, the high level basketball or, or rugby elite with Leinster, Ulster, Munster, Connacht. Okay, what l- they're lads doing on a hundred grand a year versus yeah. like lads doing it for the crack, practically. Yeah, but but the GA player now still being an amateur, everybody around him getting paid, except. But, the, but that's what I mean. Yeah. Like you're you're essentially doing the same work. Mm. Do you know that kind of way? Only one comes with a hundred grand a year price tag, or maybe only only a fifty grand a year price tag. But yeah. beats fucking you having to have another job on top of doing it all. Oh, I know, but the commitment level for an intercounty footballer now is just phenomenal. For 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 what they're doing, um, as well as doing a full time job. And but that's the thing: is it yeah. is it feasible? Like, I mean, is is it is it in any way really? doable I, I can't see anybody over 32 33 there is guys out there able to do it later in life but if you're if you've got family you've got a job where again is is going to be depending on what job you're working in it, it seems to be a lot of school teachers because they have the hours to do it they have the holidays to do it students um it, it's it seems to be them jobs that are or a, a county job where you're connected to um the football in some sense Sense, oh, yeah, you're a rep or something, and yeah, being well known you, or being on the winning team, yeah, helps. You, you, can, you can work around, and and that's the only way to do it. So I I, I can see where intercounty footballers now are retiring because of having family or because of having uh, full time jobs, um, because it's just it's get GA has got in the way. Oh, I well believe it, mm. and like if you like, it's all well and good to say that you're going to concentrate on your GEA and you're going to play intercounty and you're going to be a superstar and it's going to be great. And then you're 35, and let's say you only work part time up until your early 30s, you're a decade behind everyone else. Then, like when you give up the football and you kind of join the workplace properly, you're, you're you've 10 years less experience than somebody who hasn't been playing football. So it's like the sacrifice of intercounty players these days doesn't stop. When they when they retire, 
because the, the kind of the damage has already been done. As I said, like they they haven't been putting in the overtime or whatever else that other people have been, and they go back not on the same footing. Like they go back at a at a distinct disadvantage. Hmm. I, I think the big word you picked out there was sacrifice. Without oh, yeah. a doubt, it's it's a massive, um, and not just for the player. I think family as well. And and even if they're if they're living at home, like it's it's. Um, it's it's around their food. They have to be absolutely on the ball with everything, from their training to their their nutrition, uh, their sleep, and it's it it goes down to that. That's that's the most important thing you learn now is is recovery. So how are you ready to go again? How how are you at your optimal? How are you ready to go and be at the best you can be? Not having a sniffly nose and oh geez, I don't feel like doing it today. Um, to to you have to be on it because if I'm not on it. I know there's a guy behind me that's going to be on it. And, and the sacrifice that you've put in could be missed over one session because the other guy that's playing in your position is on it. Like, and that's, yeah, he's that's why it's become... Or better hydration or whatever yeah, marginal difference it is. Marginal differences. It it's, 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 it's just comes down to that. Because skill level now is, is in every footballer. I think um, we're trying our best underage to try and, and, and get their skill levels. It's been so hard... Over the last year, we haven't seen uh, our 16s um, for the, it, it's February last year. We're seeing them on, on Zoom. And the one thing we're seeing on Zoom is that the guy that might have been five foot is now five foot seven. The guy that's five foot seven is now six foot two. So they've, they've had their developmental start. They've had that spurt uh, at 15 years of age that we haven't seen. So we're, 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 we're at a loss straight away so we're trying to work that around their mobility to try and that's, that's it again it goes to, it goes to mobility um, how, many, how many adults now suffer from glute pain how many adults suffer from lower back pain we drive we sit at a table a computer I don't think it was still there back pain or glute pain was there when we were with parents or, 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 or family members that we would have seen but how many adults how many adults do you know that suffer from that? I I can name hundreds. Oh yeah, like the, a mate of mine was interested in maybe doing a bit of training with me and the lads back when, back when we could, and he was saying that okay, Frano, the lockdown is going to last for another two months. You know what? What should I be doing, uh, or can I do anything to prepare for you know the, the training? And he's a he's a pretty typical dude. He's been sitting down. 40 hours a week or maybe 60 hours a week between his commute and whatever else maybe 100 hours a week between the couch his commute and his job hasn't played football doesn't go running he's he's not into his fitness he's he's considering it now and wants to get into it and what I'm advising him to do as a like a a 35 year old man is go for walks and maybe do a a forward roll if you can he said that his uh, his right arse cheek does be sore so I I, I sent him a couple of videos on YouTube to to loosen out his fucking glute or whatever else but like that's that's what you're dealing with like young young, a young man mid 30s my advice to him like my advice to a mid my advice to someone in their mid 30s who's looking to train with me should be get your 5k time down or do this exercise for mobility or do this or do this or something that actually requires a bit of effort and a bit of drive but my honest my honest advice to him is go for walks and do forward rolls I, as if he was an elderly woman mm, I know but what 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 are we as a as a nation um I'm, I'm, or as a race we're competitive so the walk mightn't be enough the walk then becomes the one kilometre. One kilometre becomes... How many people do you know 
do a level above what they should be doing because, oh jeez, it's frowned upon. Walking is just not enough for people anymore, even though I'm with you. I, I, I think you have to walk before you run. Oh, this dude but is people this are dude running dude before fit enough to do, do the marathon. More. Yeah, yeah. So why, why has that changed? And I, you have to blame, you have to blame YouTube and you have, not YouTube, you have to blame the internet for that. You have to blame uh, social media. That's that's the big thing. I, I it's great to have um, your influencers. Like they're they're great and they show you these things. But come here, how how bad are they too? So how bad are they for us in terms of people and where they are at the moment? So so I want to I want to get back to fitness. Oh Jesus! Out you go, couch to five k, build and get there. Whereas. Johnny up the road says, Jesus, no, I'm going out for a 10K here today. Let's go on a 10K. Never ran before. <laughs> Can't move for about four or five days. Never going on that 10K again. He's turned off fitness for life then. Yeah. So what? why is that ingrained in, 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 in us? Is it an ignorance? Is it, I'll show him. Real Irish. Real Irish. I'll, geez, I'll show him. And and that's, that's, that's what we need to change. I think the big thing that fitness is... Um, why do you have to be elite? It's it's great to be elite, but there's a five percent out there that's elite. Why do you have to be elite? Yeah, why can't if you everyone just... was elite? Yeah, you wouldn't like, be elite. No, no, and and you you're going to talk to in this. You're going to talk to personal trainers, and you're going to talk to people that train elite over the time that you're going to do your podcast, and they'll tell you where it is. It's a very small pond to train elite athletes. Like we're 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 training eighty five kids at the moment. Um that are underage elite, they will be. And we have eventually to move that pool down to get the 85 down to, I don't know, 50 to 50 to... And then eventually they will play at a level where we have to pick 15. So why why is it that the lad that never played any sport... No, no come here, and, and I'm going to give you a story now on that. We've chatted about it before. That's not fair of me to, to say that as well because there's lost people as well. There's people who never competed when they were younger who who now are are at a different level. Oh, because yeah, yeah. They, So it's the total opposite scale. So the lad that was smoking at the back of the bike shop or the bike sheds in, in, in the paths and, and laughing at us going out playing football, who's now a triathlete yeah. and is a good triathlete. Yeah. So and you you've the captain of the football you've the captain of the you've the superstar captain of the minor team who's a fat fuck now because he hasn't trained in the last ten No, years. but he was told back in the day, Jesus he's a great footballer. Okay. Yes, County. Sorry. County. And he, he he's yeah. living off that kind of oh, past yeah. experience. Yeah. And you see it you see it in the pubs, you see it in the old man's pub. Oh, see Mickey over there, yeah. Mickey won a nineteen sixty four title with the whoever, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. you'd like to see that the lad that was that level that is still competing or is still doing at that line, but it it changes. And 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 I, I, I was saying there that I have a story on it. So so basically I, I went to a, an induction one day in 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 a place, I, we won't name the place, but went to an induction and I was showing eight people how to start a treadmill and how to show them how to use a treadmill. So I have a guy, a little bit of weight on him behind me and it looked really interested in what I was doing, but didn't look like a guy that trained before. And he waited back at the end of it and he, he asked a few questions and I, I thought, where's can camera here Where, where's the guy up in the camera here taking the mick out of me here this guy is asking questions that he's <laughs> really taking the piss there's somebody right. putting me under here I'm, 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 I'm under pressure here with this this is this is a guy trying to catch me out here so the guy basically spent the 90s 
in the hacienda over in England taking drugs taking every drug there was his best buddy was Bez from the Happy Mondays <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm starting to listen to him but he uh, he was an addictive personality so everything he did was addictive so he took every drug that there was to take back in the day and danced his way through the 90s and uh, probably poisoned his body but he took up running so he took up running and we chatted about where he was with his running and we, we checked his rest and heart rate and his rest and heart rate walking around in the day was 50 so 50, I was thinking okay. to myself this is low because the guy looks like he doesn't look like it so he started marathons and he got his marathon down to 3.15 Jesus now this guy was a heavy guy and I wasn't really I was kind of Oh, here we go and he showed me him doing the marathon and he showed me his times and we got into t- have a good chat and I couldn't believe this so this guy basically was a ruined athlete because if he was caught at 16 years of age his VO2 his VO2 probably were, were the average VO2 would be 40 for anybody that's training um, to the elite then that's Lance Armstrong will say 70 so his, his VO2 would be higher and, and he, it's what he's able to take in the oxygen he's able to take in so if somebody got him at 16 years of age he could have been an Olympian Yeah. so then the marathons weren't enough for him because he couldn't beat this 3.15 he couldn't get down and, 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 and you would hear this 3.15 is a really good time um, and then the elite become below uh, 3 and they become below 2.5 and, and then they become close to 2.15 and 2.14 and the world record now obviously the, the guy that did it was 2 hours uh, unofficial obviously yes. but we will go under two hours and this guy is never trained properly but trained to do a marathon and his first marathon was 3.45 unheard of and, yeah. and weight on him so he got around there at 3.45 now come here I even done marathon I, I don't intend to do a marathon but if I got a 3.45 marathon I'd be happy like I'd be delighted oh, absolutely after never training before and I know there'll be a lot of hard work going into it uh, you do four marathons before, before you do a marathon is the famous one that I hear Yes. Um, and this is me I can't say I'm a professional on doing marathons because I've never done one but this guy had done a 3.15 marathon so it wasn't enough for him so what was, what was he going into now he wanted to do ultra marathons so Next he's now running step. he's now running <laughs> 50 50 kilometres plus and this is what he was doing This because it just wasn't enough for him to not be 315 he had to get to the next level so he took up ultra, mar- ultra running and and we had to talk about his diet and I told him that he, he needed to lose weight to do this he needed to drop probably 10 kilos he needed to get down weight and we had a good so chat about tr- this he was running marathons in 345 and then 315 was I'm his sorry, best marathon he was running marathons at 315 with 10 kilos with 10 extra kilos like I would say pounds. I'm not going to lie to you this guy could have could have been 85 90 kilo and at 5758 right, so okay. he, he should have been really 70 as a marathon runner he should have been 60 yes kilos so he, he's a man on his back running around this marathon yeah, yeah. and getting a 315. So, yeah, it, it, it's one of them days when you go to school or go to work that you start to learn and you hear about people's experience. So he never trained. As I said to you there, took every drug, hallucinogenic, the, the every... The opposite watch. of training, yeah, basically. Yeah. No, come here, he, he probably kept his fitness up by dancing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and he probably danced the night away. But, yeah, what what... What was he doing to his body during his during the nineties? I don't know, but I I would worry for for where his heart is. But he's obviously got to where he is now. Um, 
without what you call it having an issue and gets tested and, and his heart must be good he must have the, the lungs of an elephant I don't know yeah it's just the way it is like and how much of uh, like you've you're you're training the, the the mead under 16s or whatever you've been playing football all your life you've owned and ran gyms and you know you're a lifeguard so fitness has been your world for the for the most part forever yeah i how- think i think it came from i suppose from where i am and seeing where were active people were around me from dad running the sports over in in St Oliver's the sports day do you remember sports day in school Oh, do of course. Yeah. I, I I don't think they can do it anymore for insurance reasons. Oh fuck! Off. <laughs> no, no, I'm only messing. I'm throwing that out there. But you know what? But if, I, if I don't know if they can. I wouldn't have questioned. No, I know. I I I I would worry. But what we did when we did sports day, we definitely couldn't do some of that stuff now. <laughs> I know for a fact from where Dad was running the the St Oliver Sports Day, which was the the day on the calendar. Every waited for it. Um, oh yeah. I, Irish bulldog. I I heard a story the other day of of a satanic coach when we were on a, a webinar. Uh, t- asked the question of what would be good for acceleration deceleration. Uh, Irish bulldog. But geez, you couldn't have kids doing Irish bulldog now. What is Irish bulldog? So you know when two lines set up across the schoolyard. Okay. And you try to get through them. They run towards each other or... Yeah, and you try and get through that group and they lock together. Is that an ah, Irish yes, Bulldog? yes, 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 yes. I don't know. I call it Irish Bulldog back then. That's what we did. <laughs> I've seen many a lad losing a neck or breaking a shoulder <laughs> and, and it was okay because he'd go home and he'd get the shoulder sat, but he'd be at Bulldog again next week. So, yeah, he was somersaulted through the air, but you couldn't do that now for insurance reasons. Um, but, yeah, the satanic coach was saying for acceleration, deceleration or, or ability to move or agility... That was that was the way we did it when we were younger. Yeah, like it goes back to it again. But the sports day, yeah, I had dad teaching um, hundreds of kids on sports day that for a little gold medal. Oh, geez, I'm telling you now, I'm the best at tug of war. Or I'm the best at running a hundred meters or twenty meters, thirty meters, uh, whatever we did uh, back in the day, jumping, hopping. Uh, to to that was that was the way it was to to going out and playing golf. Um, to train in teams, so I suppose you inherit what you have from from the people that would be your 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 your, your guideline. So, so you said about me where I was with fitness. That that's that that was I suppose that was born into me. Um, but it's it's funny though because you only said there for ten minutes or so ago that the big downside of these people growing up who aren't fit is what their kids are going to be like. Yeah, because yeah. in the exact in the, it's a, a complete role reversal. Like you your parents were into their fitness and were running these different things and you came up and now you're fit and you're going to train your kid. But if you grew up with, you know, your parents not being up to anything fitness-wise, the odds of you doing anything are obviously diminished. Yeah, but it's 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 scary now. And you know what? It must be scary as a parent. And, and you worry, you do worry, like, from the side of... I don't think parents want to show that their kids that, that they're that they might be overweight or they, they, they might be carrying weight for that side of it again whether it be the mental health side of it again whether it be I just can't lose weight genetically I, I don't think they want to show that that's the way because if, if a child sees a parent that might be overweight I might, they might think it's okay oh monkey see monkey do of yeah, course yeah of course. And, and we see shows like Operation Transformation for the best that they would be there's goods and bads I, I, I really think we buy into the whole story of, of it's it's good for us I think it's, as a nation to say you know what I'm better than them because they're on there and they're spilling their guts I think <laughs> I think that's the hard thing of it but it's getting the country moving it is getting people moving and it's showing that if I don't move down the line really dangerous I can have a heart attack I can have a stroke I can get really sick and I well, want I to be there for my kids but I think what's worse than that nearly is like 
you know, in, in 30 or 40 years' time, you might have a heart attack, you might have a stroke, you mightn't be able to play with your kids because you're so unfit or whatever. That That's all terrible, obviously. But day to day for for the 20 years it takes you to get there, you don't want to be just, you don't want to be sweaty. You don't want to be out of breath. You don't want to be, like, I've caught myself saying it to the kids at, at times, not recently now because I'm back into my fitness. I, like most people, I think my, my fitness kind of peaks and, Drops off a cliff and peaks and drops off. Yeah, a cliff. yeah, yeah. Peaks and troughs is exactly. what they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, when uh, there's been times when Fionn might, I might be playing with Fionn chasing him around the house, and I have to stop because I'm fucking bollocks. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. not a proud moment no. when you have to take down. And I'm, I'm a thick guy, so yeah. if you've got an extra twenty kilos on you, you're not chasing your kids around the house. No, no, no. And it's not even that. You don't have the energy to t- chase them. And it, what, what happens is then it becomes a rut. And you know what? I, I don't know what the statistic is. I can't give the statistic on it. But we're, we're, we're fast becoming the, the most obese. Uh, country in Europe yeah and you know what it'd be probably no harm for there to be a front page headline in all the papers to say that we are because something like that might make us kind of cop on to ourselves uh, you would wish that Fran but some people just don't give a shit yeah some yeah, no, people sad. I, I, think, I think it's they don't mean it but they've got into a rut some people and and I think that's what got me into fitness as well I think I think that was to help people I, I think and I, I see it from I think that's ingrained in, in, in some people as well as to help people on we, we, we are as a race we're there to I think and that that's what I worry about the kids now um, how many of them are, are are so into themselves that they don't understand that they have to help we're, we're there as a, as, a, as a nation or a, a race to help people I see it my sister she is a carer Yes. And she's got into it later Literally. in life. Yeah, she's that's her job. Mm. But but she's got into that later in life. But she should have been doing that from the start. She, she we always she always had that background. How many people do you know that are good with people? And they they they're, they're not teachers, but they are teachers. We're teachers of life, um, and and we're there to help as we get older. But how many kids? If if you, if you were walking down the road and an old person fell down, your first instinct instinct from where you're brought up is to Jesus run and pick the old person up no without doubt but I think and and I think not I think Ireland we're, we're good at, we're still good at that we would pick the old person up but if you're to look at other nations I think they'd walk over the old person okay from is, is that other nations with much bigger population I think the person now is afraid to pick the person up because of the, the the consequences after they pick the person up. Okay. That I don't have the communication skills to see if you're okay. That, oh my God, I have to worry about you again after this. I think that's ingrained in us as, as the way we're going now. That's the worrying thing about from, from going to America a few times. And not to pick on America. But the Americans, they might be happy with a pool of five people that they know. Two people that they know. And that's all they want to know. They don't want to know anybody outside of that pool. Um, because why would I want to know any more than that? How many friends do you have? I, I'm I'm happy enough to be online with friends. That's my friends. F- Facebook, social media. Mm. So it's, yeah. It, anybody, I, I I picked an old person falling over there. If anybody fell in front of you, you first first I suppose thing is is to go and pick them up or to to see that they're okay. But it's funny though because even just you mentioning that there, like an an old person that's trips and falls like I'll dive in front of a fucking car to pick them to up, pick like, them up. You know, kind of way. but if a kid falls I'd nearly have to I'd, the first thing I do will be look around 
because what I'm looking for is a parent so that I can kind of you know, but wave why, why and is that change, Fran? I don't, why, know, I, I don't, I exactly, don't know. This is this is what I'm saying to you. Oh about, no, I know it is. I like, know it, is. it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be wrong. And this is this is. Are we wrong as a race now? That Jesus, he touched that child. Yeah. Holy yeah. fuck, he picked that child up. Like, yeah. wh- why is that change now? To you're only trying to help. Why? Are, why is that change now? To oh, we've gone full circle now. Why are we a claim culture? Why? Why have we become that? We try to make money out of people that. I know that's broad scale, like, but but we try to make money from from people that we can just. It's, I think it's for me, it's bad money. Well, I, I've, but, my, under, my understanding is that we're second behind the Yanks in our claiming culture, fast, and the Yanks fast are like way up. ahead yeah, of fucking yeah, everybody yeah, else. Yeah. Like. I would say, as as for pop, per population, I'd say we're fast catching up. Um, but but why why is it that we? I know for a fact if if when I was growing up if I fell and a next door neighbour ran to pick me up my parents wouldn't have had any problem I wouldn't have any problem with a person picking Ellie May up yeah of course Jesus no that that wouldn't be but why do people Jesus don't touch my child why did that come into us when did that start yeah I don't know and it's funny because I, I don't know I don't know where it comes from and I think it's fucking retarded but I know myself. I feel it. I feel the oh. Before I pick this, but kid you said up, it better, there a second ago. I better yeah. have a look but around. Why? Like. Why do, why I do don't you think? Know. I don't think. I, I don't think I'd look around. I, I think I. For me, after I take the consequences of what was going to think, because I think the first thing that comes into your mind is that you're trying to help. I think people have to understand that. At yeah, the end yeah, of the day, yeah, yeah. Oh, agree. It's not that I'm going to fiddle with the child. Yeah, sure, but I mean, it couldn't be further from me fucking mind. No, exactly. It's funny. I know doing that is quite literally the furthest thing on my mind. But being accused of it is the first thing that springs to mind. Isn't like it it's yeah. weird? Like. But that, that's that's the way we've gone. I, 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 well, I, what's I, the fucking cause of that? Though, where where did that come from? And why did this come into... You know what? It probably came in, and, and we go back to swimming again. Look at all the, uh, the, the issues that happened to all those kids with coaches. And this is where you have to be very aware that... that Garda vetting is so important with every coach that's out there. It, it's it's it, you have to be you have to be Garda vetted oh, yeah, because all these order. coaches out there that abused the system. Yes, that's why it's out there. So dirty bastards. Basically, yeah. I'm going to be straight up with it now. What you call it? That basically abuse kids when their parents thought that they were in the the swimming pool and were being coached were being abused. Yeah, you see, maybe maybe that's it. Like, between our religious institutions and our sports institutions, we've just, we've done such a bad job of protecting our children that if if a religious institution or a sports institution can let this happen, then what's to stop a, just a stranger? Hmm. Do you know the kind of way? Like yeah. A, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, lis- I'm listening to a podcast at the moment and the guy on the podcast says, the guys that invented gravity and invented uh, the, ele- the the phone and invented they all would have been invented but gravity wasn't invented but no no sorry sorry <laughs> just to, just <laughs> to gra- clear that one up <laughs> to, to, to give you the, the theory of gravity Jesus remember when we used to just float around <laughs> we invented gravity what was your man's name who invented gravity again <laughs> fucking so, top so top the theory man. for gravity or invented uh, the telephone or invented uh, electric uh, anything electric yeah, or yeah, the, te- or the, the TV generally. so that would have always been invented alright but what if there was no religion where would religion be now if it wasn't brought to 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 pass over time where would would orig- would religion look different is what he asked the question it would look a million times different because he's him up with it now as opposed to having inherited it no but what if what if religions weren't there what what if religions were never invented 
Okay. So so for me, I've been brought up in 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 a Catholic household mm-hmm. with, with two parents that have great faith, but still, uh, yes, yeah, still have great yeah, faith. Yeah. yeah, and 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 the the um, the Sunday is is most important to them, and and it's discipline. So it's and discipline is religion. So was religion started for disciplining, and again, for me, the reason I. I suppose I, you can't say I, I, I'm. You're a professional on religion, but I know enough to see where religion was as I grew up, and um, from some somebody who was totally ingrained in it and was the most important thing in the world to them, for my dad. Like, but um, to me, being the opposite side of it again, where I I don't have I don't have anything on that side of it again. From is it because I've heard stories of where the Catholic churches? But yet I have friends in the Catholic Church. My a good friend of mine married us, and, and um, uh, uh, Ellie May was was christened, and and would have a lot of time for him. And you got just to clarify, you got married in a church, all bells yes. and whistles, Catholic. Yeah, and uh, and and, and, and got Ellie May christened, and and uh, again, am I a hypocrite because I want Ellie May to have her communion and and confirmation? Probably am a hypocrite. I, I suppose religion wise, I should be going to mass every Sunday. Do I go to mass? No, my religion at the moment would be sport, and that's not right. Like if if you're going down that side of it again, it's it's not. People can have sport and have religion, but I would unfortunately pick football over going to mass on a Sunday. Whereas if it was realistic, I should go to mass on a Saturday evening and then go play football on a Sunday. If that was the way it was, and that was the way I was brought up, and that was the way, I suppose that was the herd follow the herd. So. Well, if you were following the herd, you'd still be going to mass, would you? Or yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was, so I've, I've, I've basically lost faith. I'm not saying that it's, it's any different in the sense that, um, I see how much faith my father would have and and how disciplined he is with it. Whereas I have no discipline in, in terms of religion at all. But what's the like? So on one hand, your your dad is really disciplined and he's into his religion in a huge big way, and you're absolutely not. But in day to day. Like I don't, I don't see how your dad is any more religious than you, sir. Like you're, you're, you're well, not- he he pray every day. He does adoration, so he would he would follow the the life of somebody that is Catholic. Whereas we we go to funerals and we go to weddings. Yes, but on your on your day to day interactions with with me here and now, with people in work, with the people that you train, the people you bump into on the street, your wife, your kids, your neighbours, everyone. I suppose that the point I'm making is going to mass doesn't make you a Catholic. Oh, without a doubt, plenty of no. horrible, yeah. hateful yeah. bastards who yeah. go to mass. Every oh, Sunday, without you know? a doubt, yeah, and and uh, yeah, come here, yeah. Point point taken. It's 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 not the 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 eyes of, of of a Catholic that you go to Sunday morning every Sunday morning and and you don't do anything. It's, I suppose it goes back to what's what's a good person. I suppose over what's a good person with religion for me. I, I suppose, do you feel you're a good person because you do things to help people over, I'm a horrible bastard, but I go to Mass every Sunday morning. So, do do I feel I would be a better person if I went to Mass every Sunday morning? I don't think so. I, I think in the eyes of of other people that go to Mass every Sunday morning, they might say, oh, you really should go to Mass. So, I don't, I don't feel like that's... That's the one, but I, I would be a hypocrite in the sense that I want Ellie Mae to have her communion and confirmation. I don't think that's being hypocritical, as such. I mean, you're you're going to raise her Christian for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And yeah. You, you live the life of a, of a Christian for the most part. But, but what does it tell you before you go into communion? That you've got to bring the child to Mass to get them ready for their communion. So I'm going to go back to, and, and, and this, is, this is where it is, and Dad would say it as well, is if you're going to get communion, you have to have your, um, you've got to have, um, what is the word I'm looking for? So basically, before you go back to taking communion, you've got to have the part and parcel of, of where it is, going back to Mass. So um, I, I can't think of the word. I mean, it's gone out of my head because... It, when you go to it, when you go to the priest and basically what's, what's confession no? confession Sorry, hey yeah, there yeah. it is an absolute brain fart there so, <laughs> so yeah so we're talking about religion but he doesn't even know about confession so come here let's just pass on let's go on no but come here confession so dad would say you've got to go to confession before you go back and get uh, com- communion and right and I, like I I would have that so I wouldn't go to communion I I would go to mass now and I would, because dad said. That's what he said. I would still say that. Like, I would see people going to uh, funerals and they go to things and I would sit there and I wouldn't go up for communion because I know that I haven't been to confession. So, I don't know why that is. I I, I really don't know. I don't know where that's gone. But, uh, yeah, that's that's, that's what I was told by, come here, sure, dad's a profession. Sure, he goes to mass every Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she, he told me that. that that's the way it is so yeah I don't know yeah whatever about going to mass uh, like have you lost faith in there being a god like would you would you identify as being an atheist or no but we laughed about this but if you're up there now Superman <laughs> <laughs> and I know it could be a blasphemy total blasphemy there uh, but no come here is there a god I don't know. I, 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 who do you pray to? I don't pray. Should you pray? Who do you pray to? I don't know. Um, I, I, I'd say I'm lost. I, I'm a lost sheep in terms feel, of religion. You, but it, on a more, I know you said that in jest, but on a more serious note, do you, do you feel in any way, shape or form lost or in need of something? No, no, no. Uh, people would say that, what you call it, if you have God in your life, you feel better. Um, is, is it mean you have better luck? I don't. I don't know. I, I have better luck because I, I go to mass. I I don't know what it is. I pray. I think. I think you're more in touch yourself. I do believe in 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 meditation, and I suppose given that idea again. But if you were to go by what the Bible says, uh, meditation is masturbation. Really? Yeah. It's 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 basically looking after yourself, which is narcissistic, which is not the way of. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, that makes a certain so, amount so, of sense. So, yeah, so I, I try to get Dad to do meditation or, or, or yoga or anything on that line that's going to... Not a chance. Oh, fuck, he, see, he views yeah. that through the lens of that being yeah, yeah. essentially a, a form of masturbation. Oh, masturbation. Kind of Total masturbation. Things that, Jesus, but what, did, like... Yeah. In, keep, in keeping with that thought process, though, would he not say the same about personal training and fitness? Without him saying it, I probably think so you're, you're you're trying to better yourself by keeping your body in shape but that's that's against yeah i suppose you, the you, beliefs I, yeah. come here, I don't know enough about it but well, i know for a fact trying to get him to do meditation or, or to do anything on that side again no go yoga no way pilates no way no no sure you're you're going against the beliefs of of he 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 would do his adoration and it would be praying 
rather than meditation of something on the side of it again. So I've 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 spent years trying to get him to to do stuff like that to for for his back his lower back to to chill him out with his muscles and stuff like that. But no way, no no no, that wouldn't be a, that'd be a no go. And what what I wonder I wonder how he'd react if you phrase the tomb in the sense that prayer isn't isn't by itself a form of meditation. It is. Oh, 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 oh we know I, that. Yeah, well, we've had this. We've so, had this like, discussion yeah. before. Yeah, and and. I've I've lost. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm still losing. Yeah, I'm losing that battle. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, no, it's 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 something. It's something that you know what. It's 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 out of my ballpark. There, I I, I don't know enough about it. So, I, I I wouldn't say I I can say I've been brought up as a good Catholic, and when I hit whatever age, I lost faith. I'm just as a matter of interest. What was that? Because that could have been ten or forty. Look. I don't know. Oh no, sorry. When when was it? Yeah, yeah. When when I got out of the house, when I moved out on my own, and di- and weren't bet to mass every Sunday. Yeah, day. exactly. Bet to mass. Yeah, you laugh about that, but yeah, get up, to, get up for mass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, get up for mass. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it ingrains and in get up for school. Like these are disciplines. Like, come here. Don't get me wrong. It's discipline. It's discipline. Uh, I, I listened to something on News Talk yesterday, and and this is totally off what we were talking about. Go for it. But this lad is uh, a breedarian. The fuck is a breedarian? He eats once a week. He believes that atoms in the air, okay, is the way he gets his nutrition. Now, listening to this, he's a, he's a, a martial arts background, and I, I, listening to it, I was just like blown away. But I was like, this is a load of shite. <laughs> so we've a digestive system. But he's he's changed his digestive system around. So he's basically not poisoning the blood or poisoning the body with sugar. Um, he's basically... Oh, well, he is, in fairness, because he can have liquids. So it, it sounded a load of shite, really, to tell you the truth. Uh, but a breedarian, worth looking up. Um if you've got five minutes of your life to lose. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a new one for me, definitely. And how Sean Moncrief didn't bust out laughing a few times. <laughs> he sounded crazy Dutch, this guy. But he was living in wherever he was living. But yeah, yeah. It's, but it's it's mad though, isn't it? Because I meant, to, uh, I meant to mention diet earlier because we were talking about kids and fitness and obesity and all the rest of it. And we never really touched on... Uh, you know, the amount of sweets the kids yeah. consume. Yeah, sugar, you know? sugar. Like when we were younger, 50 pence got us how much? Oh God, whatever it A couple got of you. whoppers. Yeah, but couple that was of sweets. The, that was and you got a, that, that once a week. once a week if you yeah. were fucking privileged enough to get it yeah, once a week. Yeah, but you had cereal every day, which would have sugars in it. But again, that's not a problem because we burned them off. So yeah. some people wouldn't give the child cereals, they'd porridge or they'd give something else in the morning. So again, ready break or something. And I know Lisa... Absolutely, is anal about ready break. She loves Ellie May having ready break, and she should eat more ready break. But um, yeah, a good breakfast, a balanced breakfast, um, just balance in general with food. Nutrition is balance, so it's in moderation for everything. Fitness in moderation. You can kill yourself with fitness. No, oh, So you're addicted to fitness. I wouldn't like to be addicted to fitness. I, I'm in it every day, but I wouldn't like to be. I have to do a marathon every day. Yeah, yeah. Your body, my body, won't be able for it because I haven't done it all my life. But if you're, I want to do a marathon every day because you've done a marathon all your day. That's that's again, that's discipline. So you, you're used to doing that. But moderation, like going out and having a takeaway every night of the week, we know that's bad. Why do you do it? Yeah, and there's a, there's a doubling, there's a doubling up of of negativity there, especially with kids. So the kids that aren't 
again, broad sweeping generalisation alert here, but typically the kids who aren't exercising enough are the kids who are eating too much processed sugar and refined sugar and yeah. shit, basically. Like yeah, stuff they're, they're, and yeah they're, not, they're not moving enough and it's processed foods. Yes. So processed foods are the big shiny coloury foods that, oh, geez, that looks great. I'll eat that. And, and again, I'm just going back to where we had this chat last night on the nutrition. So um, it's easy foods. So how many, like you can cook, I can cook. Yeah. But how often do you cook? Well, me personally, rarely enough, herself would take But you have a good meal. Over. But if you were living on oh, your God, own. You know, like we, in our house, like we're, we're blessed. Like we live off roast dinners, like roast chicken, uh, hams, beef, uh, spaghetti bolognese, uh, what you call it, fucking shepherd's pie, yeah. lasagnas, all home-cooked meals. Like, no, don't get me wrong, we get the odd takeaway, but it's yeah. very much so the exception. Yeah, I enjoy food, but I wouldn't be... I can enjoy every food and I could eat every food. But when I come to training and I'm anal about it, like, I, I just laughing about this now. This is, this is, you're going to like this one actually. So when we, we started going out, myself and Lisa, um, so most couples would have sent dick pics and they would have sent pictures of tits and stuff. <laughs> so I used to send, um, pasta and bacon. That's what I'm having tonight. And I would have had that every night. Like, so when I was training. I want to ask you what Lisa sent you. <laughs> She sent me back a carbonara. <laughs> <laughs> oh, carbonara! Uh, but no, yeah. So, so I come here at my lowest percentage body fat when I was thirty-two. So I would have been probably ten percent body fat. So again, you work between six. No, no, it's six percent. Come here, it was athletic standard. So six to, to fourteen is athletic, and fourteen then to to to, to nineteen or twenty would be uh, average. So and then above that, then is, is obese. You would be outside of the the fat. Fat zone, but yeah, that's that's broad because a bodybuilder would be over twenty percent uh, body fat. But the muscular wise, they, they they would be um, more in depth to have muscle. So they it's it's different on that side again. But an athlete, so somebody who's running in the Olympics would be anything between four five percent. Anything below five uh, percent is is taught as medically wor- you'd worry about. It's, yeah, it's a little yeah, bit yeah. low. So the bodybuilders that are zero or three percent is what they are. They're not zero percent body fat. They're three percent when they go on stage. They're at the lowest. So if a child sne- sneezes on them, they're going to get the flu yes. or COVID um, at the moment because there's no flus. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so what I would have when I would have trained, I was really anal about my nutrition. And what I ate, and it was so boring. So, us going out for meals when we started off, like it was, yeah, it was it was weird. And I, I would say if I wasn't training right, and I just had food, I would bloat. I would get so big because I like food. But where I was eating, it's a regime that I knew I was eating every day, and I knew what I was eating. So chicken became tasteless, but I knew I had to eat it to get into me. And people don't understand that. That I think um, it's not about it being nice. You have to eat for that reason. It's like even this morning doing um, the calories out for Lisa's sister, what she should be eating for, for any kind of training and where we're working out with intensity of training. Just this morning, it was as simple as BMR. Um, so meta- met- metabolic rate. So um, for for anybody out there, you walk around and for males, it's around 1,500 calories burnt a day before you've done anything. For females by, by, by being alive Alive okay. yeah, yeah Where females about one, one, two, one, one, Depending on size of, of person But for me it's it, it's 1700 um, Walking around every day I've got to get 1700 calories into me Every day Either or So the, the rule of thumb then is uh, Building muscle 
you've got to go per kg that you would be. So we'll say 90 kg, you're probably best doubling that to 180 grams of, of protein. Okay. That's what you want to be to, to rebuild to, and recover the body. So to get For bodybuilding? Bodybuilding, building mass. Okay. So a bodybuilder in the gym would, would take protein plus. So whatever, they're, they're one kg, so double that. So one kg of mass would be two grams of um, protein. protein. Yeah. Okay. And that's the way the rule of thumb would work for a bodybuilder. But for losing weight, it's the same thing. A higher protein over carbohydrate, unless it's essential carbohydrates, um, would be the way to go to lose weight or drop your body fat. But going back to where we were, sending dick pics and sending <laughs> tits again, uh, was, um, yeah, I was sending past the basically a stirring <laughs> sauce, which was shit. I wasn't even making my own stirring sauce, but I was having pasta and I was having chicken or bacon with that every day. So I got my calorie count. And in the morning, I was having cereal and a protein powder poured into it. And I was having scrambled egg and I was having chicken throughout the day with a, a George Foreman. So I knew where my calories were. And I did that every day, like without, I don't know why I did it, but that was discipline for me to do that. And I was at my lowest. So I could say that was my fittest. I was running three kilometers in in 3.1 kilometers in 12 minutes and stuff. So that was my optimum. That was where I, where I was at my fitness, fittest. And I suppose that's, that's where that's where we are as discipline when it comes to food like so we were saying earlier on how do people get obese from not having discipline with the food we're not saying that they should uh, shouldn't have a takeaway we all have to enjoy a takeaway if you like that sort of thing come here yeah, or a sugary snack or whatever yeah, it is yeah yeah at, at whatever point it is so it's a surplus and a deficit when it comes to food like so you're above so basically, if I've got 2,000 calories I have to eat and I eat 1,800 today, I've got 200 saved over for tomorrow. And that's the way it works. So if you've had 1,800 calories every day at the weekend, you can have your treat meal. Yes. That's, that's On top of that's your, science. Your, your daily calories. Yeah, it's always it. your daily cal- calories. So that's where people, I suppose, oh, you can't eat that. Jeez, you couldn't eat that. So you have to be able to, I suppose, enjoy food as well, but don't get bought into a side of again. If you're training hard... Sure, the the book, um, what's Phelps' book now? It's gone out of my head. I've, I've read it. Uh, Michael Phelps, the swimmer. Michael F- which? The swimmer, is it? Yes. Is it Michael so Phelps? He, he, was taking in, he was taking anything to 12,000 calories a day. Like, Fuck. Burning off 7,000 calories a day from swimming. So as an elite athlete, you're burning off savage amount of calories. From, it's, it's interesting you say all this because for me at least, there seems to be, broadly speaking, two camps in knowing about nutrition. Those who don't know anything about it. Yeah. Like, literally, they haven't a fucking clue. What a protein, what no, a carbohydrate, pro- what a fat is. You've lost them a hundred yeah. times over already. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's people who, you know, are into... Measuring food. Oh, yeah. I weigh X, I have X amount of kilos, I need X amount of grams of protein, and mm. I need this vitamin and this supplement, and I need to be careful with me, potassium intake and fucking, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But we're lo- we seem to be losing the kind of middle ground of people who... Uh, just have a, a a general understanding of of how to how to go about fucking feeding themselves. Like it's yeah, because it it became easy to 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 fry something, or it came easy to to throw processed foods and, in a grill. And cheap, Heard. it became easy and cheap. No, sorry, sheep. I thought you said there, no. but becoming sheep to, well, to very much processed here. foods. Yes, follow the herd. You see, like what what advertisements on television can you remember to do with food? Just off the cuff there. Oh, give, give me one. Kellogg's maybe for Kellogg's. Christmas. Yeah, there you go. But Kellogg's, what do they market themselves on? Bright colours. 
So kids see that. Oh, sugar. Ah. They literally put fucking toys in the box. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So marketing. Marketing has changed food. Oh, so, without a shadow. So now it's, now it's just eat. It's so easy to get food ordered in. Just eat. Ring the... I have the app on my phone. Yeah. Just eat. It's, a, it's, a, it's like the bat phone to every yeah. takeaway in the yeah. town. Don't press that red button. Do yeah. you? Don't press that red <laughs> button. You're going to get a takeaway. Yeah, that's what, that's what it is. It's, it's, it's convenience. That's what it is. And time management. That's, that's where... That is the big one for me. When I was training as hard as I was and I was at my fittest, it was time management. And people said that to me. Where did you learn that from? And I remember actually doing... From from where you learn as you go along, you've had mentors over your lear- learning time, and I suppose what your needs and what what do you need for to get you to your optimal in terms of sports. But I remember time management being the biggest one for me. Why don't you eat the right calories? Ah, oh, I don't have time. Yeah. Why don't you have time? Why don't you make time? So anybody that says they can't make food the night before, that's that's for me. I'm not saying it's lazy, but it is lazy. So if you want to get your calories in the next day and you know that you have to do, make time, five minutes at the end. If you're putting the kids to bed, it's time out your thing. Instead of watching Netflix for five minutes, enjoy the Netflix after you've done the food. But get your Enjoy f- it all the more. Yeah, get your food right. And then you've the next day, you've it made up and you're ready to go. So you can't say, oh, geez, you know what? I haven't got my calories right. I'm going to go out there and oh, I just love a pizza. It could be, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying... I, I'm I'm the next best one. What you call it? Forgetting the Domino's when I want to. Like if I if I feel like I'm, you know what? I just want a Domino's. Then I'm going to get one. But if you're trying to lose weight and you're trying to get yourself to a state, it's a mind over matter thing as well. So you need that little bit of a push or, or an aggressive. And I think that's what's I suppose working for only um, for Operation Transformation is that kick up the hole that people need. Oh yeah. So to tell them without telling them their shit, telling them their shit. Yeah. Because they've gone through a bad patch in life and, and they need that side of it. So you are this weight because you've done this. So that's, yeah, that is the good side of it again. But their time management is bad. Like the guy last week saying, oh, I just don't like that food. It's Unfortunately, it's not about that. Yeah, it's not you about have what you to, like. It's about what you need to do. What about you having a heart attack on your kids? Mm-hmm. Oh, but I just didn't like that food. So for me, that's not an out. That's that's uh, that's a cop out for me. Um he he's got to buy into the program of 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 eating something that it's like the guy last last year who couldn't eat vegetables, but he tried his best and he lost massive weight. So he tried. He he bought into that side of it again. Yeah, so he made the effort until you've tried. Yeah, you, you can't say that you've done or you know best. They're they're professionals on that show. They're they're there not for maybe they are there for the, the side of limelight and stuff like that. But they're there generally to we're back to it again. Help. I just did bunny signs there because <laughs> it's a podcast. we're a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I did the bunny sign. But you, you hit on something there with uh, with marketing and how food is marketed because that like marketing in general and branding in general is a big part of why a big part of why our diets are so terrible because we see we see rappers and. I don't know why. Maybe it's because women tend to do more of the shopping. Uh, oh, maybe, geez, maybe you're gonna get you're gonna get. I, I know, that. I know, that's, I that's know. Good. I, I, I'm You've gonna lost get followers. Anyway, so he doesn't mean that, folks. He doesn't mean that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a slip but of the tongue. Gen- generally speaking, what's in supermarkets, yeah. is marketed to women because generally speaking, women do the shopping. Yeah. Now that's not the case in my house. I pretty much do all the shopping. In yeah, my house. but do you go with a list? Um, yes, yes and no. I can't go without a list. Okay. Because I end up buying shite. 
So I I would the worst thing you can say, and this is this is true to it. Don't go shopping when you're hungry. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. That, that's so true. That's great advice. That is so great true. Great advice. Um, but why do why why do we always buy? Now this is mine because again, if I go with a list, why if I went to Super Value, why would I buy Dalmio over the own brand Super Value? Because you've seen Dalmio ads all your life. Exactly. That's why. <laughs> Ex- exactly it. Oh, geez, that must be. And the Camille, there's probably no difference. I don't even know what's in it. I should be making my own sauce. Anyway. She could be coming out of the same factory. Yeah, making, without a doubt. Like. But just that's a, that's a general. Sorry, there. There's other products out there no, on no, the market no, as well. No, if anybody no, wants no. to buy. <laughs> but you see, just because it's marketed specifically, or just because it's more so marketed towards women, doesn't mean that it doesn't con you and me. No, it, it's of course it's, it does. It's 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 just advertisement in general. Like, oh, without a doubt. And that's in everything in life, not just in food. Oh, no, of course. But you see, food is more pernicious because the if you buy a certain brand of car because you've seen more ads for that type of car, mm. either in the GAA clubs or on the telly or whatever else, whatever else it is, because you drive a Honda and not a Volkswagen, doesn't really make a difference. But if you're eating shite as opposed to eating healthy food, that does make a fucking difference. And yeah, I think what... Yeah. what people uh, generally don't understand is a packet that says something like um, sugar free people see sugar free and something clicks with them and they go yeah because sugar's bad and this is sugar free so it's good they don't they don't have the education to know that it being sugar free means that it's full of artificial sweeteners and Mm. full of fucking god knows what else to make it delicious like coke zero yeah, ex- exactly. Yes, it's practically a health food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this yeah. this is what's in people's heads, and little things like you know you you, you pick up a, a a box of eggs or something, and on the packet there's a picture of you know a rolling hillside and a little cottage yeah. and an old woman sweeping up after the chickens, and yeah. you're like, oh yeah, this must be organic and natural, <laughs> and but we're just I don't know we're being conned left, right, and centre. Yeah, because you won't pick their nose. <laughs> and, our, and our feet are dirty so yeah that would be a good experiment actually if yeah. you were to get a, a, a branding company to do up a mock packet of you know a big fat person sitting down watching telly and that's yeah. the front of the bar of chocolate yeah. see how this fucking sales yeah, go yeah yeah smoking kills I, that, it's, it's the thing how many people smoke anymore very few, but they, were, they were given a, a somewhat healthier alternative, though. But, but I mean? why did people stop smoking? Because they seen on the box was somebody's watch uh, uh, color. Um, they seen the the, the the way it can it can break down the body. So, do, from, you th- do you think that's why so few people smoke these days? I think it actually hit home. Like you're saying there, would people stop eating chocolate if they seen a fat person on the bar? Yeah, but they're not addicted to chocolate in the same way they're addicted to nicotine. I don't. I, think. I think they are. I Maybe think I think it's gone that way. That 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 sugar has become part of our diet. I think sugar is, has become that big now that it is as bad as. Well, it, sugar is our diet. Yeah, it, but it has become as bad as nicotine, or for for for, for people alcohol. So basically, those three things. Now we didn't have as much sugar in our body when we were younger. No, we didn't have the same access to it at all. And and there's not a direct, I suppose, line with it because it hasn't been it hasn't been proved. But if we have less processed food in our body would we have less chance of of getting bad um, I suppose disease when we get older like so the likes of would cancers because cancer's already in the body but is it getting mutated because of more sugar would we get Alzheimer's would we uh, Parkinson's again because dad has Parkinson's would his diet have changed like I I know for a fact from looking back at it now and looking at diets over the time and looking at dad fasted on a Friday because it was religious. 
Okay. He also ate orange juice in his cornflakes. What? He also did the Atkins diet. Wait, whoa, 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 you're not glossing over no. putting orange so juice he, in his fucking cereal. He put orange juice because it was, he wasn't allowed dairy. So the Atkins diet was against dairy. So he put orange juice in his cornflakes. Because okay. but this, is, this, is, this is how disciplined he was. So religion was disciplined with that. But discipline was, when I go to the Atkins, I am going to discipline myself into the Atkins. But people forget, you are frying Everton. So you're getting a load of protein in, but your cholesterol is through the roof, so it's another fad. But I remember Dad doing, and I wonder now, would all this change in diet and would this dramatic side of it again, would it have stopped him getting Parkinson's? I'd like to know. I'd like to go back and say, what regrets have you got? Telling him to, what the fuck are you doing with that Atkins diet? Stop your madness. He wasn't even doing the Atkins diet to lose weight. He was trim at the time. It was just because, you know what, I'm going to stop doing that and I'm going to go on the Atkins diet. But I remember... I remember I'm having 65 sausages a day, like, like, <laughs> that was a, no, no, I'm not saying it was 65, but, no, no, yeah, but the Atkins the, diet. Atkins was, what was this? Meat, it was, meat. Okay, so, no, but it, it was anti-sugar, basically, so anti-carbs. Yeah, anti-carbs, all fats, all fats and Basically the ketogenic proteins. diet before anyone heard of the ketogenic diet. Yeah, 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 so how many people went in that because it was another fad? But excuse me, we were doing this nutritional course last night, but diets, none of those diets work long term. They're short-term no, fixes. It's it's funny. I've I've a bit of a, a bit of a thought on this. So I'm not opposed to fad diets per se because let's say if you're an overweight person, yeah, what you need to do is lose weight, yeah. But you don't need to lose weight for the rest of your life. You need to lose weight in over, that time in over yeah, whatever time amount space of period that you get down to your what weight w- you should be. Yeah. So once you get down to the weight you should be, then you have to change your diet again to a sustaining diet. Yeah. So balanced. If, Yes, it's, but it's, you, all, it's all about the balance. But before you get to balance, you need almost, it's not a fad per se, but no. you, need a, yeah. you need a diet for a month or two to get you to the point whereby you can now enjoy a balanced diet. Yeah, yeah but I don't think it's a diet, Fran. I think they need a change of, um, change of nutrition. That's what it is. It's not a diet. So you can still enjoy good foods. That's what they're losing on uh, on Operation Transformation. Well, sorry, when, so, I, when, I, so when I said diet, I didn't really mean they need no, calorie. They need to calorie count. That's what they need to do. They, need to, have a, they need to have a, a surplus or like for, for, for them is a deficit. They yes. need to be in a deficit for them to lose weight every But importantly, day. a small deficit. Because um, if you if you have a massive deficit, your body goes into, into storage. storage. Yeah, storage. So once they're in a deficit every day, they're going to lose weight. It's that's science. That yeah, that yeah, is a proven yeah. fact. Yeah. Once you're in a deficit every day, you're going to lose weight. But um, it's but it's, again, it's we, not it's 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 a balanced diet. It's it's you can't say it's a diet. It's a balanced diet. So fads out there at the moment. So so for instance, there we went for a meal in in zucchinis one day. There's obviously other restaurants out there as well, other than zucchinis. But we're mentioning zucchinis. But remember, you were on your um, getting your training for the, the triathlon and you were eating no carbohydrates at the time. You were eating fats and you were eating proteins. Yeah, I, w- I was on the yeah. ketogenic so, diet. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't want to say it, but I was like, there's no way you can sustain this, Fran. Like, at the time, uh, like the key, the, the, that, that, that diet that, that, that is, they're proving it now that it's blood type as well that that diet's for. Oh, so, very much so. They've, so they've done a lot of science on it now and yeah. there's only a 1% of people that can do that diet because it's not right for their body. So I wasn't saying you're in that 1%, Fran, but I was like, I haven't done enough reading on it to say it, but I just don't think that's a great diet for you, Fran. I, I didn't want to say it, but come here, everybody has to get their own experience on it and have to learn about what works for their body. But I wanted to know, you were kind of guinea pig in it because I wanted to see, can he, can he sustain that? Could he stay on that for life? And I was like, 
I read up on it and I was like, the people that stay on that for life, they stay in their elite st- standard for so long with the with the, the sporting, but they can't sustain. They can't, like, it, it's like, I don't know, I, I, I couldn't be a vegan or I couldn't be, I could be a vegetarian, I, I could, I could um, go without meat for for one day. I could be a vegetarian <laughs> for one day. So, uh, but no, a vegetarian or a, or a vegan, it's, 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 what are they missing in their diet? They'll say nothing. And I've seen the way, the shape that some people get into from, from veganism and stuff. But um, that, that again, seems to be, they're saying it's a way of life, but it seems to be a diet. They're getting all their nutrition in through vegetables or they're getting in their nutrition from something that fell on the ground that's not being killed by somebody. I don't, again, I don't understand that, that that much because I haven't got into it enough, but it's part of my field and more people coming in with veganism, with bad breath. Uh, <laughs> Um, do train with us, and and yeah, it, it's 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 a weird one, but yeah, it's it's not for me. But I can't say it's not for every either. But no, 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 I, 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 everybody has to try something that they want to try, and it dropped you body percentage. So if you go back to cutting for when you were cutting for the MMA, yeah, so that's the hardest thing anybody can do is cut. Okay, in that small space of time, true. Well, yeah, I'm just reading from boxers and from MMA. It's 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 like going through hell for for a lot of people Look, to get it, down it, their ways. It, 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 it wasn't for me, and I don't think it is for everybody. You see, it, it depends on what your it depends on what weight class you should be in yeah. and what weight class you're cutting to yeah. get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know that kind of way? So yeah. when I like, I would have fought. I fought at lightweight and welterweight, so I practically didn't have to cut at all for welterweight. Yeah, and I had to cut a good bit for lightweight. lightweight. Yeah, but I wasn't skin and bone. Like I mean, two hours before I weighed in. I had a drink of water, yeah, because Whereas I was actually lower okay. than I needed to be. So it was it was relatively easy. Now don't I say relatively easy? It was a lot of hard work, mm. a fucking shit ton of hard work. Without the it, week not previous, like the the super loading of the water and then the dehydration and the the whole thing. It was it was it was it was hard. Hell, I w- it wasn't hell for me. It 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 would have been hell for me. Like let's, I had to get down. I had to weigh in at seventy kilos. Okay, but because of the size of my skeleton, say. I could do that without mm. really, really, really dangerously dehydrating myself. Yeah. The lads who tell you it's hell, they've got more of a cut to make. Yeah. In the kind of way yeah. They're, yeah. they're pushing the they're pushing the boundary mm. that bit more. So yeah. it wouldn't be hellish for everyone. And I don't I'd argue that it shouldn't be it shouldn't be hell if I would argue if it's that hellish, you're probably in the wrong way, class. I, I would say opposite to that, I would say the lads that are doing that are elite. In terms of, because most elite MMA and most boxers have to do it a, a small amount. Well, it, it depends though, because there's the other the, there's another school of thought. There's lads out there who don't cut that walk around. Yeah, walk around weight. it that way. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They, they they see the the advantage of the bigger guy being lost in what they have to put. Mm. Into, but the the hell that they go through the week before the fight. Yeah, I mean, like you know, within forty within twenty four hours of you of the of the ref going fight. Yeah, you're about to keel over with dehydration. Right. Yeah. You're like yeah. that. Surely that's not optimal. No. Like, no, no, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you just looking back as, as as local to where we are with the weight that McGregor lost and put on, and that side again, which is just scientific. I, I bafflement how he, he can do that. How he could get back up to weight and, and be able perf- to fight and perform at, yeah, that level. at that level. Whereas if we went into Operation Transformation and said, right, okay, we're going to de- dehydrate the li- life out of you, we're going to make you cut. Uh, 
how many people how many people watch the show that would be great that would be phenomenal we're going to Operation Transformation you're not going to eat we're going to make you cut and this is going to be hell for you how many people <laughs> would apply for Operation Transformation here we go right so <laughs> sorry I'm just I'm going off on a tangent there. It, it just yeah it's balance we'll go back to balance again and we, I think we're we're for cutting elite side of it again for anybody that's an elite they have to go through it once or twice in their life I think uh, to, to get up and down their, their things and then the super elite for guys that want to go through the different levels uh, winning a, a number amount of belts so if they want to get up and down to do the weights so that's that's the super elite the guys that are elite elite so if you wanted yeah, to win yeah, elite four, if elite, you wanted yeah. to win three weight classes how hard would that be to win three weight classes in MMA I don't know I don't know enough well it's never it. been done before so that right. tell you how so hard it is t- t- <laughs> but in boxing it has been done yeah boxing's different though because yeah. there's there could be an extra 10 weight classes yeah, in boxing yeah in boxing so they can get through that uh, that half weight as we say yes yeah, yeah, rather than MMA weight. you're jumping yeah the catch weight yeah so yeah no that's that's it's 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 all I suppose for us going back to where your diet would be and how I, how how hard it is how hard it is to, to to at the one end of the scale to the other end of the scale where it's just I want to lose two kilos to a lad that wants to lose to win a world title fight so that's it, it all breaks down to nutrition where your nutrition would be again they have the best nutritionists with, nutritionist with them as well so yeah but like and it's the same I think for the, the, the elite level athlete and the elite elite level athlete and the regular Joe in the street that's just looking to lose a few pounds and not be as fat as he is or she is, as much if not more to do with diet and exercise, it's your what's going on between your ears. Yeah. What did they say it about fighting? It's, um, what did they say? Fighting is 95% mental and the rest is all in your head. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good your weight cut has been, how good your camp has been, how fast you are, how fit you are, how technically savvy you are how much you've researched your opponent all of that doesn't mean shit if you're at odds with your missus Mm. yeah six inches between your ears isn't that what they say the what sorry the the six inches between your ears yeah yeah absolutely yeah 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 yeah, without a doubt yeah because that it it kind of it feeds into the discipline of things so if you don't understand what it is that you're doing you know on a kind of almost like on a philosophical level do you know that kind of Mm. way it's it's, it's a lot harder to have that discipline in the first place Mm. yeah yeah no definitely yeah. Uh, you mentioned earlier something I just want to bring back up leadership because as a gym owner you've had you know a partner in the business and staff and people coming and going personal trainers who presumably would have been essentially renting or leasing rooms or equipment off you um, then to uh, even as a as a swimming instructor and a, as a lifeguard that you're that's a, a leadership role yeah and then as like I know you might I don't I don't know if you were or weren't ever captain of a football team, but I know you were a goalie for a long time. And my understanding of a goalie is he's the captain of that end of the field. He's the captain sense. of himself because he's that line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I always taught myself as a captain, and I could I could I could bully the lad beside me who was me. So I I I was looking after myself. You have to be a bit crazy as a goalkeeper, so you have. But yeah, you, you see everything, so you do it. Yeah, and I did. I captained the me juniors of my year when I in two thousand and eleven. So somebody saw good leadership skills in me then. So yeah, is it is it something that I've always tried to work on leadership? Yeah, come here, I'm in it every day. I'm in the role of it again. I think as a parent, 
you have leadership skills. Well, your kids certainly see you as a leader. But every, every parent. But that's so, sorry, that's what I mean. You, yeah, you, yeah. Should, you should be a leader. Uh, some people lead differently, and I, that that was the question that was said to me. Um, he's not the captain, but he leads like a captain. So we've had a million captains down there with the Wolf Tones. And and come here, if you rang Aidan now and you asked Aidan, would he have been a captain? This guy. Aidan would say from being playing with us at the time, he would go, geez, he was a prime captain, but we'd so many of them on the field. There was captains the whole the whole length of the field when we won championships. Um Is would you say that's typical of teams that win lots of championships? Oh yeah, you need leaders all over the field. They, they, they call it the famous one I remember from Paddy Martin when he trained us was we've got uh, piano players and we've got piano carriers. So the piano players were the guys that make it work, but you need piano carriers to make it work. Yeah, Do you get yeah. that? So it's a really one that's stuck in my head. What sticks in your head from a coach? This is the one, and I've said it, and I was like, you know what? I, I probably I should patent it because Paddy maybe never patented it, but it was <laughs> it was one that stuck at me. I I would love to have twelve piano carriers and three lads that can play the piano. Okay, because that's the way it was, and you, you can't make a piano carrier a piano player because you need the lads to do the dog. They have to do the dog work. And okay, and just as a matter of interest, to delve into that a little bit deeper in 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 the GA and football, say, if you wanted to have twelve piano car- carriers and three piano players, would that be goalie, midfield, and full forward that you'd want as piano players? Or? What you want is probably the piano players, the guy that's on the ball that makes things happen, or the lad that can score at the end of it. So, okay. so if you look at what's the most successful team ever to play GA, the Dublin team at the moment. Okay, so. You have to give them props for where they are, but they had leaders everywhere, and they didn't just have leaders on the field; they had leaders off the field coming onto the field. Yes, so on they, the bench. their leadership skills. I would say they practice leadership skills. I'd and say. Do you think that's something that you're born with, or like? Yes, li- I think I think it is, and and it's developed from somebody that you've grown up with. I think somebody somebody harnesses that and says, you know what, you can take responsibility and I can push you to the next level and it won't put you under pressure. So the one thing that you as a good manager, what you do is you try and put your players under pressure enough that where can we break them? If the lad doesn't break with the pressure that you're putting on them, you know he can he can lead. He can he can, I suppose be you on the field because you can't make any influence on the field I don't care what anybody says and I've learned that over the two years I know you're not an experienced manager you've only done two years and junior level but I, I know I cut influence on the field I could kick every water bottle I could shout every abuse at the, <laughs> the other manager but it didn't influence where I influenced the team was in my training and my preparation before so what do I hope to be eventually is manage at a higher level in sport and characteristics you're always every day is a school day so you have to learn from that and you have to read and you have to listen to what good managers have done before like so you no, not breaking the wheel why is the wheel not been broken in Dublin they, they, they went back to basics and they started again and nobody picked up on that till now to see that this is the most successful team in, ever and would they beat the Kerry or would they beat the Dublins from the things? Yes, they'd beat the shit out of them because the level has changed now to professional. That that Them teams were skill level. They were hungry and, and they were really good back in the day. But they didn't train the way these lads train. They didn't have the preparation before. Every one of those know what to do when they go out in the field. They've been put in a situation now where it's... What's the hardest situation you ever were in sport? For us, we were put against a team that we hadn't a chance of beating 
and we beat them. That's that's where you have to say that's the hardest thing you can have in sport or going into a game when you know you're bet but you can't say you're bet. How do you change a team when you're a manager to knowing that you're going to win this game? That's good management. That's it's spoofing a little bit, but it's telling every player he's better than the player he's going to be marking. I think that's where every Dublin player has the the formula put in place that they know that they're better at the position they're in than the lad that they're going to be marking or in the other side of the field if they're a cornerback he's better than that other cornerback yeah, over they there. have the confidence the confidence yeah, yeah confidence in knowing that but that's put in place by the team around them and preparation what's, what's Roy Keane's famous one fail to prepare prepare to fail yes that, that's ingrained in me I, I would not from the side of again he's he's probably the one that as heroes we could say we've heroes when we've younger oh yeah uh, he's a hero in a sport that I played but was never elite but what he did was drag teams and you can say you never forgave him for what he did in the World Cup but he played at the top level he won everything with the best team in England at the time and he brought us to a next level with international so he had to have done it I've listened to a little bit of I'm probably rambling here, but a little no, bit good. Go for Ro- it. Ronan O'Gara during the week. Yeah, and he, yeah. If anybody has time to listen to Off the Ball, uh, the podcast on Off the Ball on Ronan O'Gara's, he did a synopsis on if anybody watched the rugby last week, the player kicking the ball over the end line at the end, and it was the most heartbreaking thing for him. And everybody jumped on the bandwagon and said, Why the fuck did he do that? Ronan O'Gara basically broke that down into how specific the player was trying to. He was trying to. He, nobody goes out to make mistakes ever in sport. Nobody goes out on a field to make mistakes. Mistakes are part and parcel. How do you make yourself better by making the mistakes less and less and less? So he broke it down that if in a golf analogy, that the last part of the where your tri zone was the water in golf, you put okay. the water, the ball in the water, is you out of the game, you're gone. Yeah. But the five yards before that is. Havana, you're in heaven. We get five yards out, we can break them all and we can get over the line. And he broke it down to inches as a mile. And I just thought it was, I was listening to it and I was just like, this lad is, this is the best, the best I've heard. Now, some people probably would have gone asleep because he went into it that much. But I've, 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 I, in terms of sport and in terms of that reading side of it again, I would be that anal in, in, in sport to, that's, that's how we make people better. Physically, we can make people better because we know the science behind making people better. How do we make people, you talked about psychology, better? How do you make you better at MMA? Going out and telling you that, I, I, I reckon, Fran, you can run through that wall. I reckon the guy that's coming out, he hasn't done the same training as you. So psych- psychologically builds you up that you're the optimal athlete and plus your preparation before is, is the way it is. So that's that's where I would say from my point of view I don't know enough about elite but that's where it is and from doing courses on it that's where we would get 15 better players on a field than the other team yeah no look I'd well believe it and I think it it is it is already in elite sports like we've been hearing for God knows how long especially in kind of single player sports so think fighting tennis golf darts those ones in particular you'll often hear of people having um Life coaches and yeah. you know, uh, sports psychology is a relatively new field, and I think it, it it started in those single player games because when you're on the green and you're two foot away, oh, yeah, you know, 
it's not as though you don't have the skill to put the fucking ball in the hole. No, but the the, the hole becomes very small. That's why we were always told when we were younger that, that the hole is a bucket. Yeah, the bigger the pressure, the or the more the pressure, the smaller the hole, and yeah. the bigger the ball. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that that is that is. Uh, that is, it is, it's it's such, a, they call it yips in, in golf, where the lad get the yips, where he's the shivers, but he, he's been doing it all his life, but then something psychotic in his, in his head, so neural, stops him from making that putt that he was able to make 20 years ago because of pressure. Pressure is, pressure is what makes sport. If you can't deal with the pressure, you're not going to make it at elite level. No, no, without a doubt, but I think there's, there's two sides to the, or, uh, there's at least two parts to the whole psychological aspect of sport. One is, you know, saying the right thing to the players at the right time, yeah. either in the dressing rooms before yeah. or in or um, during or at halftime or whatever yeah. it is. The kind of pep talk, for want of a better term, or, or how do you motivate people? So that's on, on one side. But on the other side, there's the how comfortable are you in your own skin, lad? Mm. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah, like, yeah, if a lad is not doing what you've asked him to do, but he knows you've been asking him all week, why is he not doing that? He's lost concentration. Like, the one thing that guy didn't need on Monday morning in training with Ireland was the coach to go, what the fuck were you doing? He knows what he did. He knows he went wrong. Yeah. What he needed to do is put the arm around him and go, you know what, that won't happen again. Because, and it, maybe it will happen again, but you won't do that again. That's in his head that he won't do that again. But he went in and said, what the fuck were you doing? That is the worst thing you can do at a player. Because their own psyche is breaking down. So you as a coach, you're trying to build your players up and try and have them at their optimal. A, a bad coach, I suppose, finds the, the faults, finds the faults in where they are and keeps it to themselves and works on their faults. I think whereas, sorry, that's a good coach. A bad coach finds the fault in in where it is and makes that the target yes let's solve your, your problem yeah yeah and that's, that's instead a, of improving that's, you yeah instead of improving it big time so yeah everybody makes mistakes in sport everybody makes mistakes in life but what we can't do all we can do is dust ourselves down and go again and it happens it happens in general like not just in sport in life we make mistakes oh no without a doubt yeah. uh, you've mentioned a couple of times in the past whereby you've kind of peaked I get the feeling that you think you've peaked as an athlete so without a doubt you've, you've passed it yeah will you compete ever again do you think in anything it just seems to be like a, I don't know and now stop me if I'm wrong here but it seems to be your life revolved around competing and competitiveness and you, I'm not saying that you've left sport because you're obviously still very much ingrained in it but you seem to have left the competitive End of it. No, I, 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 I think I've only started the competitive end of it as a manager. Now I've become a manager. From playing point of view, every every athlete knows when it's time to hang up the boots and maybe start a new sport. Yeah, but are you going to be? I, I think that must be the hardest thing. I know that's the hardest thing for me was leaving a dressing room where I was playing to being in a dressing room where I'm managing. Okay, being in that dressing room and you know what, I can make an impact on the field to being in a dressing room where I have to impact the field with the players that I have in front of me. Yes. From the buzz of being in a dressing room where this is the crack with the lads to I can't have too much crack here because I'm borderline being a player or being a manager. Yeah, you have that to was the hardest the thing. How does anybody go from being an elite sports person and sitting down on the Monday morning and going, I'm retired now. What do I do? I, I, I can't say I know what that's like. 
but from playing for forever until I was 38 and then turning around and saying I have to give up I have to stop I had to get that buzz back I needed that buzz back I don't think anybody can not get that buzz back anybody who doesn't get that buzz back could you say that they're they're happy with life I think they have to get that buzz back whether it be I need to read a book quicker I need to I need to do that podcast. I need to do this. They need some sort of a buzz that's going to get them back to that. There's no buzz like winning. There's nothing like it. There's, there's. I don't. Think Especially even, with a team as well. I would imagine. Yeah, with your friends. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any buzz like it for. For, I wonder what it's like for a World Cup winner or an Olympian winning their top of their sport to turn around the next morning and going, I have to give up because I'm not good enough again. Because I can't get to where I was. I think that must be the hardest, hardest thing for any sports person. And how did you give up? I mean, did it get to a point where you just said, right, I can see over the next couple of years I'm going to deteriorate, so I'm going to bow it now? Or was it a, a case that you weren't getting your game? No, or... I, 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 I probably should have given up before I give up. But like, if, if you talk about mistakes and you talk about where you are and, and what you've come through, it makes you a better player. So in 2017, we were in a semi-final, live on telly, of all the things. And I made a mistake twice in the game. Well, once really badly. So I was taken off. And I could have just thrown the toys out of the pram and retired then. And I came back and we won a league. So I said to myself, that's, that's it. I'm going, I'm going to retire now. And then I thought to myself, I can't retire on that. So I'm going to give it one more year. Now, so the, the year that I retired, it wasn't as successful as the year we did. But I'm delighted that I went back for that next year. And then I said, I'm going to go managing because I just, if I, I it was unselfish as well. I thought to myself, if I retire now, somebody else is going to come through in goals. We're going to replace me because if I stay here, I'm going to be here till I'm 45. And I can't be here till 45. I, I wanted to, I suppose I wanted to change it around and I wanted to get into management. I did want to get into management. How long have you wanted to get into management? I'd say since I'm about, well, I, come here, I was managing the Mead Ladies at one time. Okay. So I was a selector with the Mead Lady. So I've I've always been in management. But when but when was that? When I was twenty four. Okay. And so, so before then or do, you don't need before, to. Any before then I was twenty one and I was managing the freshers team up in college. Okay, so well there you go. I've yeah. always it's been, all been part and yeah, parcel of you. Yeah, so you've been ingrained with that forever. So you would have always been teaching classes leadership, teaching class any personal trainer that out there that can lead forty people could manage a football team, I think. Oh, well, they might be in the sport, but they could manage that. Yeah, yeah. or could be trained to manage yeah, it if yeah. it didn't come A teacher that can, that can lead 30 kids in a class. Yes, very much that. so. It's, it's all part of that. That's a leadership role. So I didn't retire. I came back. And the funny thing is, I retired as a captain. <laughs> you laugh about it. But we played the Fesh Cup and Tony made me captain for the Fesh Cup. Now we won one game and then we got bet and that was my last game. But I got to captain the tones which is a proud moment for me definitely probably the most proudest that and managing the me juniors for one game it it wasn't the elite side it was the next level below elite but I got to play and somebody seen that I was a good leader and made me captain of a me team so that was that was good leadership skills from my side of it again I'm proud of that but the proudest for me was definitely being captain of my mates yeah yeah but I would love eventually to go back and be manager of my mates or, or lads that were around me and their younger brothers or 
to give more back in terms of the tone. So I'm back now as a selector this year. But it's mad though because... Not a selector, sorry, I tell... I am a water carrier this year. <laughs> Before anybody buys it, I am a water carrier and you can have a bit of crack with me this year. Next year, might be a different story. If somebody steps aside and I can be a selector next year. So yeah, it's... That's where I am. So basically, from... Could I have taken over another team when I retired from... When I was... Um, when I went from Kilbride, yes, I could have I had options there to go, but I wanted to go back and I wanted to learn under the current manager because it's 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 learning now as a manager. That's what you need to do. What's going to make you better as a as a manager? Learning from somebody that's done it. But it's, it's the cool thing about your story is you uh, you've you've always been in management, say, or leadership in one or several different forms of another your whole life with the sound of things, mm. and you played the football you got to be captain you got your titles and everything went well and it was brilliant and you bowed out at the right time and you've left that behind you now and, and that was fantastic you can look back on all of that with pride and joy and all the rest of it but now looking forward into your management career like I, you're what 40 so in, um, mani- in I'm, management I'm, I'm 41 years, in two months time so I'm a baby when it comes to management but, the, but, the, but, but I'd that's, say so, that's the coolest yeah, thing ever though yeah, isn't it yeah it's a starting point of where it was even though I've done it um Forever, it, you're still a novice when yes. it comes to management. Like who, who the fuck does he think he is? Like, like he, he he might have won a senior championship as a player, but who does he think he is coming in and managing? So, some chairman is going to go. You know what? We want to have him involved there, or again, our own chairman down there eventually, someday maybe. Watch call it. Will say, you know what? We want to have him involved as as he can do that role, but at the moment. Where I was, I wanted to learn. I'm a student of the game now. I'm yes. back a student of the game. But, the, the, but there's something that I really love about that. Like, do you know what kind of way? Like, yeah. that's it's a fucking fairy tale story. If you ask me, like, yeah, no, I, I come here. I won't lie to you. It's, 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 it's the sport that keeps giving. I, I, I if anybody says to me, and come here, WhatsApp is an awful thing. So it is for getting involved <laughs> in, in arguments and everything like this. And 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 lads, they'll go, oh, come here. He's played soccer. He won a Division One with O and P, but he. he, he 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 always goes on about Gal. Why 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 couldn't he do management in a soccer role? It doesn't give me the same grow. I I I love the sports GA, and people might say, you know what, the fucking GA, the church. Oh, they're all in wine. They're all as bad as the his lad wanted his lad playing, and it was politics and all that. Again, yeah, that that was all part and parcel of it. Like, I mean, is there much of that now? I don't. I don't think it's ever going to go out of the game, but I think it's evolving now that it's more professional. Yes, that Johnny's dad picks Johnny because he's the manager and the lad on the sideline is better than him. It's always going to go ahead. I mean, emotion comes in as well in sport. Yeah, but I suppose there's two sides of the same kind there. So on one hand, it's very parochial and you have lads yeah. who've been playing all their lives and now their kids, they need their term. Yeah. And, that, and that's all kind of shit and terrible. But the other side of that coin is this... It's your community. It's your community, with. exactly. It's your neighbours. Yes. You're going to get like these these rivalries and and even some of the bitterness and some of the nastiness or whatever. Mm. That's the fucking bones of oh, the I whole organisation. I've like. I've good relationships with guys that I've 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 at the time not again intentionally, but I wanted to win. I was a competitor, same as you. Like I mean, MMA. How do how does a guy beat the shit out of somebody for? Five three minute rounds. Was it five minute rounds? Three five minute rounds. Yeah, yeah. How does he beat the shit out of him? But then you know what? We'll go for a beer because we train together. Like 
how does that happen in, in later in life when you're older and you fought a lad Jesus, we beat the shit out of each other like where do you, I'm do you mean in actual contest or in sparring or no no in, in contest eventually that's going to happen to you you're going to meet somebody you fought and that side of it again and you know what you might sit down and have a drink like I'm at the stage now where it's not the same we didn't want to beat the shit out of each other Again, it wasn't it wasn't the same as that. But I we wanted, wanted to beat them. Oh yeah, we wanted to win. Yeah, yeah and that sometimes that came to to blows. It did come to blows, which is not in the game. But that's that's it. Is the competitor and everybody wants to win. And how do you get how do you get to where you are? Again, getting sent off in two thousand and nine, probably the one regret I have in life. Like in a final, like so. How does it? How does it? For how does it make you better? You just don't do it again. And you look back on it and you say, you know what? Maybe that was part of my fault. There was other things that went on in the game, but you look back on it now, we probably could have won the game the first day. Look back on it and say, it happened, you move on, and you can't let it live you. It can't let live you. Even though you meet everywhere in the county, oh, there's your man that got sent off the final. <laughs> Fucking Egypt. Yeah. You still get that shit. Oh, without a doubt. Without a, when I went to Kilbride, oh, the first that. thing was said to me, like, what did you do? Like, what, how did you, nobody seen it. Like, what did you do? And, um, what did you do? I'm not telling you. Um, <laughs> so no, it, again, it's 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 what happened on the night. It's 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 again. I didn't think I did that and wrong. I was innocent, and again, it 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 basically cost me a senior championship. And again, regrets. The only regret I have in sport. If I stayed on the field, we were down by nine points. We'd we won the game. Hopefully, yes, but. Realistically, no. <laughs> when I went off the field, we came back to one point and nearly won the game. Oh, so, fuck. so I nearly won us the game getting sent off. No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. That's that's definitely not the point I'm trying to get across here. Uh, it's uh, no, it, it's 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 what regrets have you in sport? That's the only regret I have in sport. Other than that, could you have played till you're 45? Yes, selfishness would have brought me there. And my body wouldn't have got there, I don't think, what you call it, in terms of hips and knees and stuff. And young people now at 16 and 17 are bigger than what we were in 16 and 17. The 20-year-old oh, now. faster, stronger. Yeah, stronger, yeah, yeah, yeah. because they have more uh, tools to work with. And, and you hitting a 21-year-old now from hitting a 21-year-old when you were 21, you'd really feel it now. Yeah, I well believe it, yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah, that's it. That's Different animal, because, I mean, a lad who's 21 now has been playing pretty fucking serious football for five years. Yeah. Yeah, having the like, I mean, the, the it's hard to step up from seventeen to being an adult, and that's the way it's gone now. So right. when you're, whereas we were fifteen, and you could play adult football. Yeah, yeah. And you're the old lad with the big derby, and you're running rings around him, like yeah, uh, at yeah, junior C level. Yeah, 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 junior C level, running around him, and he, all you want to do is break your legs, like. Um, <laughs> where you can't have that now. The seventeen-year-old is 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 finding it tough for the first three years, but they have to get to that level. Um, when they get to twenty years of age, they're fully grown. Like they're 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 still growing, but they're learning their craft. But they, I, I would say they're they're going to hurt you when they hit you. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's funny you remind me of something that I'm, I'm glad you did because I wanted to say it earlier, and the conversation just kind of went a different way. But you were saying that so you've got a lad who was let's say 15 in February last year, and he or let's say he was 16 in February last year, and he's he's 17 now. And he hasn't really been playing. And you knew him from when he was 10 up until the time he was 15 or 16. And the last time you saw him, he was, you know, five foot seven. But now he's six foot two. Yeah. One thing that it made me think of was when I was playing Hurling, underage, years and years and years ago, um, 
I was a good hurler. That was that was great. And then I fell out of it for a year. I don't know if it was around when my dad died or something. I just yeah. I just I just fell out of the sport for a year or so, and then I came back. But in the year that I fell out of it, during that year, I was doing maybe ten or twenty push-ups a day and sit-ups and these kind of things. So when I came back, my I was physically different. Mm. Do you like know kind of way? A different I was, shape. I was bi- I was a I was a different animal altogether. Mm. I was bigger. I was stronger. I I mightn't have been as fast maybe because I was heavier or whatever. But I found that I couldn't I couldn't use the hurl like I used to. Yeah, you were out of touch for a while. Yeah, but I yeah. think it was more so than just not having played. It was a mixture of not having played and just being rusty. But there was also getting used to this new physique that I had. Yeah. And yeah. maybe that was all in my head. No, no, no. It certainly wasn't at the time. No. It felt like it wasn't at the time. And I'm just curious as how much of an impact that's going to have now to the lads that who've, who've been out of it for a year. the ball. And who mightn't have been doing push-ups. But yeah. if they've grown six inches, their their entire physio- physiological shape has, mm. has changed. Feel, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, no, now. without a doubt. It's it's going to change them massively. So, it is. so that's the big impact of COVID at the moment is we can get these lads as fit as we want but the game is a bit of football so yeah, look they can't that. sprint 21 metres and way that's we won the game they have to kick a ball over the bar they have to be able to score so their touch is going to be off so we have to get them back probably in May and we've just got to do football it's just going to be purely football for but that's the the race now now again I'm talking about fucking speaking out of school here I haven't a fucking clue about football teams or management or anything of the sort but what's coming to mind now is when, let's say, a magic wand is fucking swung over the country and as of the 1st of September, COVID has just gone, miraculously, and it's full tilt, all the GAA, all the martial arts clubs, all the gyms, everything's open, everything's back to normal. Will it be the club that wins the championships? Will they be the clubs who've dealt with COVID the best as opposed to being the better football team or being the better manager? Or do you know kind of way? Will it be less about fitness and touch and 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 yeah, you, and you pr- everything? Yeah, you, you just look who, at who dealt with COVID better? Yeah, yeah. There's two. There's two big impacts in in it. The team that physically comes back in good shape from this, which is probably cheating because you're not supposed to be doing it as a collective, which teams will probably do as a collective. They're they're training individually now, but if they can what look look after themselves individually. And then when they come back, it's probably down to the less injuries, which is how their S&C went. So if they've kept themselves in good shape, they, they might have less injuries so they can keep their squad together. Yes. And then if they keep their squad together, obviously they've got their best players on the field, which is going to, yeah. So it is managing COVID. So if you've basically sat on a couch and not looked after yourself for six months... And then you go back in the field and you go, you know what, I can do it again. Them days are gone. So a January slog is, do you remember a January slog where you just go, oh, I don't want to go back in January. They're going to make me run. Yeah, so them course, days have yeah, changed yeah. now. So you weathered in November and December and you went fucking mad on the VR and uh, nightclubs and pubs and you did everything. So you did and you came back with a, basically what they used to call a derby. Jason's lads coming back here and the derby on your man, what you call it there, trying to run it off. In January, you lost the weight again. So, how did that impact the body? That's we talked about diets and weight fluctuation. That could have happened back then, and that's maybe what happened with the GA. So young lads now it's become narcissistic. So a six pack is part of GA now. Unfortunately, yeah. that's so they won't let themselves go. So there's no January slog. So when they come back in January to run, they're running at probably good shape. The young lads, the lads who are older, it's harder for them to keep the weight off. So 
so it's become a young man's game. So anybody who's that's what I saying to you about that thirty two and over, it's harder for them. Like, oh it's, yeah, it's, without, without a doubt. But the January slog is gone. They're they're training now all year round. And is that a, is that a good thing? It's made it more professional. This is what I'm saying to you about the club game has now become the county game, and the county game has now become professional. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I get it absolutely, yeah. and that's different levels. So senior was probably junior or intermediate. Yes, twenty years ago, because junior is now the clubs you see at junior they, they've taken it to another level with the coaches that they have and the S and C that they do and all this. It's 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 just. It's it's full circle with what way the training has gone. So you can say that Sean Boylan's eighty seven team was going the hill of Tara and running and going over to the beach. They're fantastic things that they were doing, but they were probably only doing that three times a week. Now the new me team is training every day, recovery or a session or recovery or eating right. So they have they have more tools to make themselves better. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I see it historically with uh, with professional MMA fighters mm. like. Like ten years ago, lads were running up mountains with wheelbarrows yeah. full of bricks. Rocky, because yeah, yeah, chasing chickens. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? This kind of stuff and blending pizzas and yeah. knocking them back. Like, but I mean, these days your your rest is nearly as important, oh, not more important. Yeah, yeah, yes. Sleep is a five pointer when you're doing your 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 fifteen points for the day. So eight, eight hour sleep would be a five pointer. So, so if you wanted a to get third of everything you do, should be getting your sleep right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Professional sports. When Ireland went to the Rugby World Cup in France, they were getting naps during the day, two hour naps. Right to recover the body. Yes, that's that's the recovery after the session. Yeah, it's funny. I heard your man. Uh, you know Eddie Hall, the strong. Yeah, man? he was. Um, I was just some TV fucking promotional thing. I think I might have saw it on YouTube, but he was going on about the, the other lad, Thorn Bjornsson. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. And he was basically saying that uh, it was a promo now, so it was all you know. I'm going to get you with the next strongest man thing. And it was just kind of just amusing to watch, like you know. But he said something that I thought was kind of cool. He said, "I'm going to out, uh, uh, I'm going to out eat you. I'm going to out lift you, and I'm going to out sleep you, and I'm going to." And it's just the way he said out sleep you. Yeah. It's like, they, they, but it's so true. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Know, there's there's a book out there by Nick Littlehales called Sleep, okay. and it explains where sleep is. So Nick Littlehales would have been the sleep doctor he would have worked with Man United he would have worked with Team Sky he would have worked with a lot of the top um, sports people in the world Belgium he would have worked with international teams so he couldn't name the athlete but he said there was an athlete in motorsports that needed their teddy before they went to bed because that brought them to the right place to get their so he didn't mention the athlete but whoever's top of F1 at the moment was the athlete he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Without him saying it, that was the athlete. But that's that's where sleep became the most important. So if you had the right sleep, you're recovering. So we recover when we sleep. Yes. So that's how the body grows or that's how the body loses weight is in sleep. So if you've got an insomniac, their, their, their body program is all over the shop. So they're up all the time, which means their brain is working all the time, which means they don't have downtime. REM, the sleep. So when you when you sleep, you need that one one and a half hours of really deep sleep. Yeah, continuous deep yeah, sleep. Yeah, deep sleep, and then you come out of that, and then you go back into that. And if you can get four of them cycles in one night, that's really really good for you as an athlete. So obviously, four one and a half hours. Yes, it's six hours. Now there's not too many people can say that. Like they would get eight hour or seven hour sleep. They might have had two really deep sleeps, which is three hours. But the athlete wants to get that 
I suppose four and a half hours to six hours of continuous of, deep sleep. Yeah, but they're coming in and out. Of that there's, there's nobody. I don't think anybody's probably. I, again, reading back in the book, I think it's an hour and a half is the max you can go down for. Okay, and then you come out of that, and then you go back. So it's it's you know when you're your fit, Fitbit or your pole or anything like that, it's troughs and peaks. So. I'm, I'm again. I'm, I'm doing something, and we're on a podcast, and I'm trying to show Fran <laughs> something here. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's that wave of lows and highs, and you're in your deepest sleep and your recovery sleep when you're in the REM, and that, that's, that's what you want to, to for your optimum sleep is that, that for as long as you can. Yeah, yeah, or course. as many times as you can over the night. Yeah. So uh, we've spoken about the, the training and the things, the sleep and the things, the diet and the things. The one, the one thing that I don't hear spoken about nearly enough is breathing. Yeah, do you do breath work? Work or uh, it's it's new. It's new without it being new. So so I suppose Dublin do seven eleven breathing. I, I think this is in every uh, in every way of of life. It's breathing for for people that have. Um, Anxiety attacks. I think people that are a bit anxious. So it's it's to get yourself back to that. It's 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 like um, a reset button. Yeah, so breathing yourself, is a reset yeah. button. So if you can reset yourself back to a good happy place. So in sporting terms, I think when you come into a dressing room, they've they've now proven that nobody talks for the first three to four minutes. You just you, concentrate on getting your breath back. Yeah, and what your triggers, your what your triggers might be. My triggers might be. I have to stay in position. I have to get a good kick out. I have to know where my position needs to be for a cornerback or a midfielder. I know need to know where I'm. Um, I need to know, know where I am for the kickouts. I need to know how many times I have to go up and down for forwards. How I kick it over the bar when I have a free. So triggers and triggers are written on your wrist, or there is different ways of of triggering things. Uh, sometimes people would say words to trigger things on a field. Green, red. You, you would hear different calls from different people on the field, leaders on the field, t- to trigger the brain to get you back. But seven eleven breathing, breathing in for eleven and out. For, sorry, in for seven and out for eleven is eleven is is a, a way of resetting the body and getting you back to that. It, come here, not an easy thing to do, to open the diaphragm out and to get breathing and, and breathing in for 11, 11 seconds is, 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 is like meditation. It's a really, really difficult thing to do. And you would have to train yourself, like you're training as an athlete, you need to train yourself to breathe as well. Like, so if you're to start this and start to get breathing in your techniques and into your sport, three to four seconds is the longest you will get on your in-breath and then two out when you start this so it's it's your transverse obliques in in like pilates that help with breathing is that blowing out through a straw uh through your mouth so pushing breaths out so yeah it's 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 all to get that neuro and get you back breathing at your lowest heart rate again to where you can start thinking practically because when we go into anaerobic that's when you make mistakes as a footballer or or a sports person that's when you can't think without oxygen so a uh, 100 meter sprinter they don't have to think except run a straight line yeah, but yeah. if you put them Left in, foot, right foot. if you put them in a 400 meter race they have to know where the guy in front of them is gone and they have to pace themselves. pace themselves so that's where the thinking has to come in and that's where they need to breathe properly that's just an athletic point of view that's from seeing and hearing that's how you train a 400 meter runner 1500 meters the same is probably the hardest 1500 meters were for the last uh, 400 metres you can't think at all because you're anaerobic so you have to put yourself in a place before you hit that last lap that you know where you need to be Yeah, because so you can't think where you, you are only, you yeah. only have the mental capacity, capacity yeah. to run flat out yeah. that's all you can do yeah, mentally yeah, yeah. And, and you're not at a sprint at the end of that race it's a sprint for 
for most people but the elite you're not at a sprint because you've dropped your level down because you can't push yourself anymore because of your ATB going to your muscles so your aerobic level has come down because you've pushed yourself so much that the lactic acid has built up so if that's going to build up that means your sense of thinking has kicked off as well but if you've worked on your breathing it means in a game that oh jeez your man won the last ball or he kicked it over the bar that you can go, I'm going to breathe myself back to the next ball that comes in, I can win it, and not think about that last thing that happened. Yeah, you don't want to be running towards the ball. You, like when, you, when, you're run, when you're dashing towards the ball, the ball is broken and you're dashing towards it. You want to be thinking of what you're going to do, not, I can't let this other guy get, get the, the ball, ball ahead of me like the last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is, I suppose, a lot more natural, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's a tough thing to do. It's a and tough thing to train somebody to do. The in for seven, out for 11... No, in for 11, oh, sorry, out for in 7. For, in, for, in for 11. In for 11, out for 7. Is that... Seconds. In through the nose and out through the mouth, or is that taken into consideration? Yeah, now? it's trying to. So when you're breathing in through your nose, you're trying to open out. I suppose breathing in through your mouth, you're doing it as well, but it, it enables you to, to open out the diaphragm and get that breathing, I suppose, to... And to breathe with your diaphragm yeah, as opposed your, to your chest. Yes, so so people say that when they have a stitch... um. That's that's down to breathing. A stitch is breathing. It's not that I've drank too much water or I've ate too much. So you're breathing wrong as your diaphragm comes up and down. You're breathing on an out or an in on on the on the breath. So a stitch is purely that you haven't got your breathing right. So if somebody has a stitch. If they got their breathing sorted out, the stitch would go away. Yes. So that's that's one thing I've learned over over time that. Uh, Oh, I have a stitch. I have a really bad stitch, but it's it's because you're optimally breathing like as an out, out, out the whole time, and trying to get your breath. Yeah. Instead of training yourself to you're, breathe, you're right. panting as yeah, opposed panting. to taking yeah, in yeah, plenty yeah, of yeah, oxygen. Yeah, yeah, panting is not breathing right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating stuff, man. Fucking two hours and twenty five minutes. It doesn't be long going by. It doesn't be long going by. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's good chat. Good chat, as to say. No, no, I really yeah. enjoyed it, man. I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it. What's the future for... What are your plans for the future? So, at the minute, you're... I'm, I'm, I'm an out-of-work gym instructor. <laughs> <Isn't that what laughs> yeah, we're, we're in COVID. So, yeah, we're, we're going back to school. Going to do a bit of S&C. And we're going to keep the tools going with the electrical. That's what we're going to keep doing. Because that's part of my training. So, that's the plan. Get ourselves out of this mess that we're in at the moment. Hope that every is safe and sound, and uh, can get us all back the same as every friend, I suppose. What you call it? That's the the big plan we have. These simple numbers that we're listening to every day that we can get them back and get back to reality. That we can go back to life again and enjoy having a pint together or having a barbecue together, not having a perspex up in front of us and having a chat. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a tough it's a tough ask at the moment for people, and hopefully every stays safe, safe and sound and. That's the that's the most important that family as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah, no, hundred percent. And just for the benefit of the people listening that might know, myself and Dave are in the back of my van in a a a, a built out of what was lying around. Self built, really uh, impressive studio, studio inside <laughs> this van with lovely royal color. I suppose you could call them curtains. And you could, beds. given that they, that's yeah, exactly it's a royal, lovely royal colour, and it's lovely and warm in here. So it is, and there's Toasty. there's lovely uh, social distancing. We are really well social distanced between two. There's the perspex. Perspex. The there you go. You can hear the bang. So yeah, no, really good. And come here. You know what? This is this is great, friend, and best of luck with it. I mean, for anybody that comes on with you, it's it's a bit of crack, as the man says there, and uh, it keeps the time ticking along and makes it easier in life. So well done in what you're doing as well. No, 100%. Look, really appreciate it. Brother, thanks again for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me.